This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves tonight. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. From time to time on this program, uh, it is, of course, primarily the show about what you want it to be about by you taking up, uh, taking your, you know, picking up your phones and making those calls. But occasionally we like to focus on outstanding activists because, well, I'm not just a radio show host. I'm also an activist. And it's uh, liberty is very important to me, so much so that I'm willing to you know, pretty much dedicate my entire uh, personal life, uh, you know, free time and also my career to furthering it. And so in, in pr- pursuit of that, I like to highlight other people who've done the same thing, other people who are willing to uh, take a risk, put it on the line, so to speak. We talked to Kerry Paco Ellison earlier this week from Charleston, West Virginia. He's a bar owner who uh, is refusing to go along with the smoking ban. He's continuing to allow his patrons to come in. Uh, it's in Conowa County, West Virginia, where they've banned smoking from all indoor business establishments. And he's still he's got a big old inflatable pack of cigarettes on the top of his bar uh, or on the outside of his bar, I guess, up on the roof or something like that. And he's still letting people come in. So we had him on this week. And whenever I get catch wind of somebody that's just outstanding, I want to have him on the program. And so Rich Paul is with us. Uh, Rich, good evening. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, and thanks for having me on. Excellent. Sounding good. Uh, it's great to have you here, and it's glad, I'm glad that you're actually able to be here because you were just arrested this afternoon. What happened? Why were you arrested? Well, I was uh, in the town square having a joint, as is my habit, at 420 each day, and uh, apparently someone took exception to it and uh, decided that I should be placed in handcuffs and arrested, now, and I was. Now, that makes it sound pretty... Uh, uninteresting and minor as far as like if it was just you in the town square smoking a joint but it was much more than that in point of fact what happened this week has been probably for me the most exciting week uh here so far as part of the uh, the free state project we've talked about a lot on this program mark and myself and you i believe as well are all participants in the free state project it's a group of thousands and soon we're going to hit over ten thousand but uh, thousands of people that are making the move to New Hampshire, hundreds have already made it. They've already got their uh, their boots on the ground, so to speak, and they're getting active to achieve liberty in their lifetime. Now, there's a lot going on. There's uh, political action happening. There is uh, people creating. There are people creating media. We're here doing this program. Uh, there's also civil disobedience, and there's non-cooperation. And that's what started this week in a way that I really didn't even envision myself. I was, I'm was. i so excited by what's happening here, and I want everybody out there listening to know about it and encourage you to do something like this where you are. You don't have to be in New Hampshire to do these things that we're doing here. You can get people together and you can do them where you are. It's just easier here because we have the people that are willing to be the first to be thrown in the cage. We, we have the people that are willing to put something on the line to take a personal risk in order to achieve freedom. So earlier this week, you got together with some friends and started smoking in uh, Keene's, Keene, New Hampshire, Central Square. You were smoking cannabis, and it started to grow. Tell me, mm-hmm. tell me the rest of the story. Yeah, that's really what makes it special. If it had been just me out there, I would have been a guy smoking a joint in a, in a park. What made it special is that about 100 people came out to join me 
So there are 100 guys smoking a joint in the park. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know if it's all 100 of them, but you certainly have a huge movement of people, unlike anything I've ever seen, on Mm. an amazingly consistent basis. I think you were telling me before it went from, like, two people to seven people to 14 people to 27 people to 100 people to 120 people. I don't even Mm. know how many people were there today. It it was definitely at least 100, probably more like 130 as people were coming in and going out. But I'm not good at estimating crowd size. It's, it's, It's amazing what's happening here. Oh, yeah. I, I have been absolutely uh, flabbergasted at how well this thing has gone. Um, it really, I thought maybe over a course of uh, of weeks, you know, we might build up to something this size. But we got, uh, uh, we got pleasantly surprised. There happened to be a reporter walking by yeah. um, a few days ago. We had 30 people out there. And she just asked herself, what the hell are 30 people doing in the park? And walked over to find out. Like a good reporter would. Indeed. It's something the Keene Police Department apparently had never bothered to do. Now, Rich, Um, um, obviously smoking marijuana is illegal most places in the United States, uh, especially without uh, the permission permission of your doctor. What is it that makes you willing to take this risk? Like, why? Why? What's your motivation? Um. My, it's it's really a necessity for me. We have a war going on that has claimed millions of American lives. You're talking uh, about the war on drugs. Yeah, we're uh, the war on drugs, and it absolutely needs to end. Now, when I say claimed, millions I, seems like a lot. Tell tell me about these millions of people that have been affected or been yeah. killed by the war on drugs. Well, now that's something that I wanted wanted to say is that a lot of these lives it's taking piecemeal. It takes a year of them. It takes yeah. a decade of them. It takes 25 years of them. It takes the rest of them in the case of a life sentence. It's still taking lives. It's Absolutely. just taking them by inches. Taking life from yes. away from people. Taking freedom away from people. 1.5, I think I heard actually today it was like 1.8 million now, but there's a lot of people. Millions of Americans are harmed every year by being you know, just torn away from their friends and their families simply because they possessed a plant on their person or a chemi- some other chemical. And that's your motivation here, that you want to get out and show that this war on drugs is, is wrong? Absolutely. And for me, it is a moral imperative to end this war on drugs. Three months ago, I didn't even get high. This isn't about pot for me. Uh, this is about people sitting in prison. This is about people having their homes broken into by SWAT teams. Sometimes it's not even the right damn house. And they're getting killed far too often. Yeah. And uh, it's outrageous. It's it, insane. And even if it is the right house, the first thing that seems like they do is come in and shoot the dog. Um, yeah. You know, I, it's just <laughs> the way the, the war on drugs is being perpetrated. And it's the only way that it can be perpetrated is oh, yeah. it's just horrifying. Um, it, the, the damage that people might do to themselves by smoking uh, marijuana is completely paled, absolutely overshadowed by the kind of damage that is done by the people that are paid to protect and serve us. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And the so we learned a lot when the, when the Iron Curtain fell and the Soviet Union became open to us. One thing that we learned is they had drug problems there. They had a lot of drug problems there. And they had a police state that makes ours look like the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, 
yet they still had this drug sure. problem. How much more repressive are we willing to be than the Soviet Union? It doesn't work. Or are I mean, they willing to be? Because I'm not willing to be repressive. Mark spent nine years in prison for something that he didn't actually do. And uh, you were in there, Mark. You know that the drugs are, were, were available drugs. in prison. I mean, if they can't keep mm-hmm. the drugs out of the prisons, which are the most secure of all governmental controlled areas, how could they possibly believe they could keep it out of the, the country? It's That's absolutely crazy. insane. It actually reminds me of what, uh, I know I mispronounced this, but Ayn Rand uh, wrote about the, pur- the real purpose of law, which is to make more criminals. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you start criminalizing innocent aspects of people's lives, that gives you a hook into them, a way to control them. It makes them fear you. And if you can make them fear you, you can control them. Yes. And the important thing about being out in that town square is to say, we do not fear you. Or at least we are willing to put our, our, our fear on hold. I mean, frankly, I was scared to death today. My hands were shaking. Those not easy. <laughs> it's something that I have spent my whole life trying to avoid. Sure. Yep. And those people could hurt you. I mean, in Keene, the cops are, mm. I think, a cut above. For instance, I come from the south oh, yeah. where they're pretty scary down there. Uh, but that doesn't mm. mean that there still aren't sadists and dangerous people on the, on the squad. I don't know them all. I haven't had experience with them all. So you never know what you're going to deal with when it comes to the police uh, trying to put you in a cage. They may just decide to take out their aggression on you. So one of the mm. cops shoved one of the activists today uh, as he was walking by, completely unnecessarily, just completely vindictively. All, all of my interactions with the Keene Police Department have been uh, handled very professionally. I can't speak to anybody else. Yes, they're very professional experience. when they kidnap you. I mean, that's what they did um, today. They took away your freedom for two hours or however long they had you in there. It, it's true, but, but there's a couple of different kinds of wrong. There's a man who refuses to live by his own rules, and there's a man whose rules differ from yours. I respect a man who, who adheres to his own rules even if I think that his rules are wrongly decided. Fair enough. I'm going to bring you back here in a moment. Do you have time to take a phone call or two? Oh, absolutely. You've got a question for Rich Paul. We've got to tell more of the story, too, because there's a lot to talk about. What happened today? Some of it you were uh, in the uh, the prison for, or the, uh, the jail cell for, for a moment. More coming up. I'd like to hear about that. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by NestleFamily.com, where nourishing healthy, happy families is filled with fun. Avoid worrying your child about foods she should and shouldn't eat when she visits friends by providing her with a healthy snack as a gift to the host. That way, she can decide to eat what you've sent without feeling isolated from the other kids. And if she decides not to eat it, that's okay, too. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything, and the calls right now, though, will be given preference uh, for our guest, Rich Paul. He was uh, arrested today here in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, uh, as about 100-plus people were gathered on the town common called Central Square. Ironically enough, it's a circle. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but they were out there, and they were smoking cannabis, as they have been uh, for the last several days. And, Rich, you have kind of been in the news as one of the originators of this particular event. And, of course, that's why you were targeted today, why out of an entire group of about 100 people, uh, they decided to arrest you. Because there were people with bowls, pipes. There were people with joints. Uh, there was a, a, a several different people smoking within this crowd of people. The police targeted you specifically, and that's because you were kind of out as the uh, the prime, I guess, the prime target for them, right? Yeah, I think there's also another reason, which is the police have 
basically been covering up our so-called crimes by saying, oh, all we smell is cloves, all we smell is tobacco. Right, because they left you alone all week long. After Mm -hmm. uh, this started up uh, really in earnest, I think it was Thursday when it really started to get rolling with a lot of people. More people showed up Friday, more people Mm -hmm. showed up today. But both times, uh, Friday and Thursday, the cops were there, but they Mm kind of hung out on the outside edge of things Mm -hmm. and, like you're saying, made excuses as to why they weren't going in and enforcing their laws, which I'd love Mm -hmm. to have them continue to do. I would have loved to have had them just... Keep not enforcing this particular law because there are other laws that they just ignore, that they mm-hmm. just look the other way for. And this is one of those that they should be looking the other way on. But today they decided to make a statement and, uh, and go after the organizer. And that's why when I started this conversation out, I, I suggested that uh, this is something I'd love to see happen all over the country. But I just don't know how likely it is because I don't know how many people are willing to be the first one to go down. It takes somebody like you. To say, let's do this. Let's get out there and do it. I'm willing to do this, and I'm willing to accept the consequences, which could involve you going to a jail cell. It could involve that. You uh, know it, that. Yeah, it's it's possible. I think uh, I think up to a year is uh, is possible. Um, it's not very I don't likely. Think it's very likely. No, it's no. not likely. I mean, as you know, uh, earlier this year in January, Andrew Carroll, one of the other mm-hmm. activists here, he uh, made announcement that he was going to hold a bud of marijuana in his hand in public mm-hmm. back in again early. It was in the middle of winter, and uh, we had a good 40 people turn out for that. But it was just him with a bud, so it wasn't a mass smokeout or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And he got nine days uh, in, in jail. Actually, there was a $420 yeah. fine, ironically enough. Uh, Part of that, the inspiration for yeah. the name. So that uh, that breaks down to nine days in jail because here in New Hampshire you can spend your fine off by going to jail for fifty dollars a day. Right, so, which I will do. Yeah. So you're not going to pay the state. I don't intend to pay the state. And I don't imagine you'll be pleading guilty or anything like that. I I see no reason to make it easy for them. I mean, well, I do this full time. Right. They've opened a Pandora's box here. I mean, they could have left you alone. They could but have. instead of doing that, because it had been a very peaceful event, people have been enjoying themselves, and it's going to happen again tomorrow, by the way, and it's going to happen yes. every day uh, at 4.20 in the afternoon here in Keene, New Hampshire, and hopefully it'll start spreading soon to Manchester and other areas and maybe where you live, but uh, they, they, they rested you, they took you down to the station, and it was at that point that uh, it was suggested that we make a, you know, take a little walk. So we went from the center of town and walked all the way out to the police station, about 50 people. So about half the crowd stayed and continued the demonstration and hanging out in the area where we were in Central Square. About half of them walked, carrying signs and you know megaphones and everything, all the way down to the police station. It was probably a good 20-minute, 15, 20-minute walk. And so once we got there, then it uh, was suggested that people kind of go over into this restricted area. Because at the police station, there's a line on the road, and it says authorized vehicle or authorized access only. Obviously, we weren't authorized. So we went over and just crossed that line. People started sitting down. There was a circle of, uh, of folks that were just sitting down, passing around joints, and they were smoking out right outside the back door of the police station. It was, it was stunning. I was so amazed at what was happening. That's absolutely wonderful. I, I know I was flirted by the number of people who were there when I stepped out of that jail door and let me tell you, it makes a big difference yeah. in the process of getting arrested when you know there's a bunch of people behind you that care. Uh, it is completely – I've been arrested for just doing stupid things, and uh, it's not the same experience when you're getting arrested intentionally for activism. So 
That's uh, why being here makes a huge difference, because yeah. you do have people backing you up. You're not just going up against the system as one man. You mm-hmm. have people, a support network. If you were to be put in jail, if you were to go to uh, the Westmoreland Jail here in, in Cheshire County for this, there would be people sending you letters Pretty much every single day. You get likely multiple letters, multiple postcards. Uh, we've got an activist running a, a website called Mail to Jail, mail-to-jail.com. He adds any activist that gets put into a jail cell to his list. People can go to that website and just write them letters. They don't have to put stamps on or anything. So the, um, there's an amazing network of activists that is there backing you up. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't exist. If anybody else gets popped for marijuana possession anywhere else in the country, it's, you know, they're just another victim. Yeah, they got they got nothing coming, and even most of their neighbors are going to have little sympathy for them, except the people they smoke with, of course. So you're not done. I mean, you're not throwing in the towel on this. Um, I'm not done. Right. I mean, there's there's some limit to the price I'm willing to pay. Sure, Every sure. Human Everybody being has, has that. that limit. And but... you know, they're gonna, people are going to pick on you too, as they did with me when I had the couch situation. I had my, my neighbors had a couch mm-hmm. out in their yard, and I didn't move it when they the city demanded that I do, and I. I wanted the neighbor to come and ask me nicely instead of going to the city and, and making threats. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to jail, I was bitched at by uh, people who were saying, well, you didn't stay in long enough because I essentially told the judge that, uh, you know, I, I begged for, uh, you know, to be let out essentially right. at that at that point after being there for, for a weekend. I could have stayed longer, but I like doing this radio show and I'm more effective mm-hmm. for, I think I'm more effective for freedom here. But I'm on uh, a suspended sentence for a, a year mm-hmm. But, and I'm very much looking forward to celebrating the end of the suspended sentence by going out and partaking uh, during 420 in this November. Yeah, and when I eventually say that I've made a big enough uh, contribution, it's time to step aside and let somebody, somebody else, else do it. And that criticism is leveled, which is inevitable, I think. Well, it's a bunch of My talkers. response would be the same as my response to government you don't own my life. Yeah. I own my life, and well, I have out. willingness to do a certain amount, it's so but easy. where it stops, I choose. Right. It's easy for somebody to call a radio show or post a comment on a newspaper article derailing uh, somebody like you, mm. but it's a lot harder for them to come up and show you how it's done. If you're saying that what I did wasn't right, then why don't you come here, and you can show us how the, exactly. you know, the right way to do Pick things Pick up the is. slack for me. Exactly. So, and, and yeah, but I'm not, I'm not ready to have somebody else pick up the slack yet. All right, man. Uh, is there anything about this that we haven't covered? Because I know you've got people waiting for you. There's a huge group of folks that is looking to, uh, I guess, hang out with you here tonight, and we're kind of holding you off from them. So is there anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, the only thing i got to say is i got to thank uh, Noah Wood and uh, Candace. Uh, it's an amazing group of folks here. Been... There's so many. Oh, yeah. Uh, then more keep coming, too. Every week there are new people moving here into New Hampshire. And we were talking about this earlier. When you get here to New Hampshire, if you're part of the Free State Project, you have friends waiting for you that you don't even know yet. Absolutely. You didn't know those people when you moved here, right? Oh, no. When when I was living in South Carolina, which was probably six months ago, I was dead inside. I didn't interact with people. I interacted with computers. I hardly ever left my house. And coming up to New Hampshire, it's... I mean, I feel like I'm a teenager again. This is the most exciting thing I've ever been a part of, and... It's really amazing to think that we're just on the outer cusp of I mean, we're out on, on the outer edge of what's going to happen. Whatever comes next, I didn't expect this to happen this soon. So where does it go from here? It's up I to you. Know. Come on up here. Freestateproject.org. Get involved. Join people like Rich Paul. And, uh, Rich, thanks for taking the time out tonight to come on Free Talk Live. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks a lot. And we'll see you tomorrow at 420. Yeah, you will. <laughs> All right. Uh, more on the way here. Your call's about anything. It's the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features, including our Facebook profile. You can go to facebook.freetalklive.com to get right to it and become a fan at facebook.freetalklive.com. Now, while you're on the Internet, head over to startpage.com and take the seven-day challenge, the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, and unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Very cool. Start the seven-day challenge today at startpage.com as we continue here and take your phone calls about what you want. We'll go first to Bill listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Bill, you are on the air. Perhaps not. Bill going once. Hello. Bill, you are on. Oh, I didn't even hear your little click over. Okay. What's on your mind tonight, Bill? Well, I don't know. I think I'm going to be against you on this, so I want you to use your logic to change my mind. Okay. Uh, well, you'll change your gonna, mind, not me. And since I'm a non-smoker, I think it's going to be almost impossible. All right, that's fine. Um, why do you believe that it should be okay for people to smoke in restaurants and bars and rest, you know, out in public like that? Well, what I think well, sh- there's a difference between smoking on public property and the smoking in bars and restaurants. Uh, let's make that clear. A bar and a restaurant isn't public property. It's open to the public, but it's not public property. If I open a bar, it's my bar. If I say I want people to be able to smoke in here, whether I smoke or not, it's oh, okay. my bar. And if anybody, uh, whether they're a legislator or an individual or what they are, um, they tell me whether or not people can smoke in my bar, they are violating the, the rights of the property owner. Yeah. So it's all about property rights, not about smoking. Now, that when makes it comes- Okay, that, that, okay, I see. Now, I, I didn't get the distinction there. Now, I kind of agree with that. Now, when so it comes what to- you're saying is the owners of these bars and restaurants, some of them should say, well, we have we are non-smoking, and that's the right to do that. And other ones would say, "Well, we're smoking, and that's our right to do that." Yeah, that's it's, how it used to be. It offers variety, and that's you know that's good for people. I'll admit to you, when I go to when I used to go to in New Hampshire now it's illegal. When I used to go to a breakfast place and there was somebody smoking a Winston sitting sit next to me while I'm eating my eggs, I don't did not find that pleasant. I've always been a kind of sit at the bar breakfast kind of guy, yeah. um, and I didn't find that to be a particularly pleasant experience. But it doesn't change the fact that I made the choice to come into that restaurant yeah. of my own. And if I wanted to, I could toss down my fork. I could tell those people, look, I, I can't, I cannot eat here while, while you let people smoke here. And uh, we would, you know, figure out in some way or another to settle up that tab. I wouldn't feel responsible for paying for it in that case. But I mean, I guess you'd you would know. know. You went in, when you walked in there, you knew it was a cigarette smoking establishment, and that's just it. You, as a consumer. You aren't in control of the business owner. The business owner is the person who gets to make the final decision about what his policies are. But certainly as a consumer, you're free to talk to him or her and let them know how you feel. And if enough people let them know how they feel and say, hey, we're not going to eat here anymore because this is somewhere that uh, is unpleasant to be. And if enough people say that, 
business owner might change their mind and decide to stop allowing smoking. It just all depends on what they want for their customers that they consider the most important sector of, the, of their business. But the, the whole government smoking ban thing just works an end run around that and it just says, oh, screw this. You guys don't get to actually control your property. We'll tell you what to do with it. We'll tell you what rules uh, that you can have and you'll obey or we'll come in and shut you down. Okay, now what places, like say, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head would be, say, a public library where it would be okay to ban, where you approve of banning smoking there. I would. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't approve of public libraries in the first place. The entire concept is abhorrent to me. Taking people's money in order to give out books, but I. There's nothing wrong with a, a point of information. There's nothing wrong with a, having a library. Right. It's the public. There aspect. are plenty of private libraries in the United States. They exist. But, but um, I, I understand libraries are probably the last place we should go and and uh, you know get rid of the government. It's you know it, it they have a lot of good PR. You know, I mean, it doesn't. Uh, libraries aren't hurting too. Many many people, although, you know, uh, people are forced to pay for them and, and they don't run as efficiently as a, a regular business would. However, you're talking about something indoors, uh, you know, I yeah. kind of get that. When you're talking about outdoor parks... No, they'd be fine with me. I have no problem well, with that's, outdoor. Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about here. So build a way but there address. are places yeah. in the United States of America where uh, lo- local governments are trying to outlaw smoking outdoors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's just how it works. They take one step, and then they take the next. One step at a time before you know it would be totally illegal. I'm I'm a non-smoker, but I'm not trying to tread on the smokers. Um, I still think that our smoker has the right to smoke in their own house or whatever, and I'll agree with you on the the bars. That should be up to the owner. I just didn't understand that part of it. There you go. Just so you know, I'm a non-smoker, too. Oh, okay. Thanks for the call tonight. Okay. I certainly appreciate it. And I'd like to point out that I don't actually enjoy uh, smoking. It's more of a means to an end for me. Well, you uh, don't smoke uh, uh, tobacco. The cannabis, right. I, I, I'm a cannabis consumer occasionally. And on the on the occasion, I prefer to uh, utilize a vaporizer, which is, a, in my opinion, a much safer and much more effective uh, method of doing such a thing. It's just that if you're going to be out on the town common, it's not really too possible to bring a, a vaporizer and plug it in. Now, I think I do. I think I've heard that they have mobile kind of portable vaporizers out there. So who knows? Maybe one of these days someone will bring one out because uh, there's been some just amazing things happening here. I'd like to point out that uh, we, we were talking earlier about the activism and the cannabis celebrations that are going on here every day at 420 in, in Keene, New Hampshire. It's going to spread soon. Starting on Monday, it's going to be uh, spreading out to the Manchester area. And I know that there are people that would love to see this happening all across New Hampshire. It'd be great if it happened all across the country. I'm not getting my hopes up for it, but I hope I certainly hope that somebody proves me wrong. I hope somebody starts this up in Texas or something like that and uh, and, and gets this going. But it, it is it's the risky. Kind of, it is the kind of activism that could spread. It's 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 sort of boilerplate. Um, you know, you get a few people together, they go to a, a, you know, a given place. Um, they'll attract more and more people. People, I, I think that it's it's my opinion. Certainly beneath a certain age bracket, I think it's 35 and under, 45 and under. Mm-hmm. The the vast majority of the population believes that um, you know marijuana should be legalized. So all you oldsters out there are shaking your head and clicking your your tongues about how this is what these young people are smoking it all. It's okay. We don't need you to come on board as far as uh, marijuana legalization goes. Just go on, st- stick with your old philosophy there that you ought to throw people in jail for doing what they uh, want with their bodies. You know, That's fine. Do what you want. I'd it's like going to change anyway. Right. I'd like to address that particular issue because there's been a lot of vitriol. There's been a lot of hatred. There's been a lot of anger on a lot of the newspaper articles. If you go to freekeen.com, you can see video footage of some of this, uh, some of the protests that have been happening here in Keene. You can see plenty of news articles from all across, uh, the, all over the web at this point. Uh, you can see that there. And... Uh, these are peaceful people. 
These are people who who aren't harming others. In fact, what was uh, one of the most interesting things about what has been happening over the past few days is the cannabis smokers have been showing that they're not a bunch of listless, shiftless losers who uh, you know don't have jobs. Because if you look at some of the comments on these newspaper articles, that's what people are saying. You guys are losers. You should get a life. Right. That's the best they can come up with. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Well, you're not at work at 4:20 in the afternoon. Hey, guess what? Not everybody works from nine to five. Well, There's some news for you. Let's let's also not forget that some people take and consider the issue to be so important that they'll take some time off of work. Isn't that what you do, Ian? Yeah, I mean, I own my own business, so I can kind of schedule myself however I, I but want you're to. you're taking time off. You could be... I could be working. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um, so I just want to kind of point out that these aren't shiftless losers in general. Most, I think, recreational marijuana smokers, the ones I know, are doers. They're people that are responsible individuals in society. They many have them. Jo- many of them have jobs. Many of them are entrepreneurs, and they're just people like you and I. They're your friends. They're your family members. They are your coworkers. You know, I can I can tell you that uh, when when I was growing up, and you know, that probably did more marijuana consumption at that point. Uh, I had a girlfriend who's um, in in Bradenton, Florida, whose uh, father I think is a city councilman now. Um, or, uh, excuse me, stepfather was a city councilman now, as as I understand it. Mm, big old plate of marijuana in the closet. A plate. Well, like a uh, platter, wow. you know, a silver platter. A lid. 800-259-9231. I don't know if he still is. I couldn't tell you. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything here, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's cannabis-related or anything else that might happen to be on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves. Also, we're doing a giveaway tonight, aren't we, Mark, at some point? Yes, we are. We're going to give away a Tota Sack here. And not going to do it right now, but we're going to tell you a little bit about it. Totasack.com. It's a 100% uh, made of 100% recycled material designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. I love them for bringing back the groceries from the car. They are brilliant, and they're able to carry far more groceries uh, on the Totasack. You can carry far more on a Totasack than you can with your, your regular hand. Uh, you can go to Totasack.com to learn more about it. We've got a two-pack that we're going to give away to you here at some point here tonight, so stay tuned for that. We'll give you the numbers that you'll need to call at that time. It's not the same number as our call-in number, which is 800-259-9231. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. It is the Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done and get the stuff you need delivered to your door. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's the same great Amazon prices you're used to. It's just you're entering through our portal, so we get a percentage when you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. The world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is October the 9th, 10th, and 11th. It's at Knob Creek Gun Range, and it's fun for the whole family. Machine gun shoots and flamethrowers for rent. Helicopter rides, 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m. It's $10 per person. It's at KnobCreekRange.com. That's K-N-O-B CreekRange.com in Kentucky. All right, so we uh, started the show out with Rich Paul, uh, one of the activists here in New Hampshire. He's here as part of the Free State Project, a, a movement, brilliant idea, an idea whose time has come to bring like-minded, liberty-oriented people together. The issue this week that has really stirred up the news coverage around the state and hopefully soon around the country, the, Ace, uh, the Associated Press got wind of it and covered it, I think, this morning. 
So hopefully that'll start to pop up a little bit more often. It seems like the press doesn't really like to cover civil disobedience so much as they like to cover the death of Patrick Swayze and other uh, you know really important celebrities. But nonetheless, that's my critique of the news. Uh, we'll take your calls about what you want. It's, uh, it's a really exciting time up here. Your thoughts on uh, the cannabis issue or anything you want. It is Free Talk Live. Let's go to Kurt in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kurt. Hi, this evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I heard you discussing uh, marijuana use. And, yes, sir. Uh, I, did, I know it's fun. Uh, it's like a lot of fun things. It's illegal. Uh, so? People using marijuana are common criminals. Why, uh, why would you be a well, criminal, sir? Everybody in the United States is a common criminal. They have too many laws. Yeah. Do, do you speed? Do you do speed I when speed? you're driving? Uh, Almost never. Really? Well, here are I have try, this. Are, we, are you going to just pull this moral equivalent? That would make you a common me, criminal too, wouldn't well, it? It, it I, is. Don't, a, you th- don't, don't you think that this would be more like uh, comparing smoking marijuana and driving to drunk driving? No. Uh, well, uh, hold on. Oh, you're, changing, you're, told, you're changing the subject, sir. These people no, sir, weren't driving are. automobiles. You to, are you going to talk over to, me? You wanted to do okay, the talk away. No, you wanted to do the moral equivalence with me. No, the moral equivalent here is they're both violations, so they're ag- absolutely equivalent. As a matter of fact, one can make the argument that since you get points in your license, that in fact speeding is worse. Well, one could make the argument, but one so, couldn't back oh, the argument. No, no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one out. Um, okay, okay, so uh, let's see. Have you ever heard of a little black gal who has uh, decided not to give up her seat on the back on a bus because a white person wanted it? Um, I think that was against, yeah, Rosa Parks. uh, I think that was against the law. Was she a common (laughs) criminal? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? At the time she did, she was a common criminal. All right, well, I've heard enough from you. How about the Jews? Wait, hey, hey, how about the Jews? I'll let you go on, but how about the Jews in Nazi Germany that uh, that hid out instead of following all of the uh, the diktats of the Nazis? Or the people that hid the Jews? Were they common criminals? Heroes. Oh, they were heroes. Now they're heroes. Rosa oh, Parks, common criminal, but those people are heroes. You didn't let me finish about Rosa Parks. Go ahead. Rosa Parks, at the time, based on their laws, was a common criminal. Those laws were overturned. Now, my advice is, if you want to do marijuana, let's make it legal. If that's what you have in mind, let's get laws passed. Well, let's get the black... You've got a stupid uh, you know, system here. Rosa Parks should have been working to get it legal so that she could um, not did. give up her seat. No, she well, did civil brother, disobedience. Which, it was illegal when she did it. Well, let me put it this way. When Rosa Parks did that, there was no danger of Rosa Parks violating a law, getting in an automobile, and killing anybody. Was there? I mean, really, honestly. What are you <laughs> talking about? Wait, are you suggesting, sir, that marijuana smokers are dangerous drivers? I'm suggesting that marijuana smokers are no different than drunk drivers. Oh, well, you're out of your mind. Have you ever smoked oh, marijuana? I, of course. Well, then, have you? Well, I don't know what happens to you, dude, but everybody that I know is completely capable of, uh, of their motor oh, skills well, after they've smoked to, marijuana. Uh, I'm not prepared to argue yeah. smoking marijuana. Well, then stand aside, Mark, for one moment here. Excuse me, sir. Let me point something out. The yeah, uh, Department of Transportation in Australia, and it's been done, it's been replicated elsewhere. There have been studies done that show that, uh, that, smoke, uh, that marijuana smokers are as safe of drivers as sober drivers, if not statistically a little safer because they are you know aware what? that they're impaired and they can compensate for it if they're impaired. So you're you're you know full what? of it. Now you know you do smoke more marijuana. Absolutely, right? I've smoked more uh, more marijuana than I can count, sir. You know yeah. I did years and years and decades ago. So you're a criminal. How does it feel to be a criminal? I absolutely was a criminal. Oh, you, but no you're not a criminal anymore. What isn't it? Once a criminal, no, always a criminal in your mind. Not at all. No. I think if you quit, you wouldn't be a criminal. Here's the thing: having done it myself. 
<laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee you I was impaired. Okay, and well, maybe you can I don't be, disagree with this particular point, but you're saying, say you're crazy. saying, you can't, no, you can't make this point. I, I don't particularly um, disagree because I don't think that a person be, should be should smoke a, a joint and get an uh, automobile because uh, it's a weapon. In the same way that I don't think I should smoke a joint and go out and do a tar- target practice in the middle of a neighborhood. It's a deadly go, weapon. However, it's not the same thing. In the same way that you want to outlaw you, marijuana, you, you should want to outlaw alcohol wait or caffeine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did, wait a minute. Hold on. Did I say I want to outlaw marijuana? You are, you well, sound I like you're defending you, saying you a was. common criminal. Oh no, I, oh no, I never said I want that law marijuana. What do you I want, said sir? Under current law, you're a criminal. I specifically said if you want to smoke marijuana, you know what your current law means to law? me, sir? Not a damn Nothing. thing. Your laws are that. just a bunch of words on pieces of paper, and I don't care who those people were that wrote them down on those pieces of paper. Them oh. writing words on paper doesn't make me a criminal. To me, sir, a criminal is somebody who harms another individual or hurt, destroys their property. That's a criminal, and anything else is this malum prohibitum oh. nonsense from the government where they just hand down diktats saying, well, if you go uh, over this Leah speed limit, you're a criminal. If you smoke up uh, this plant, you're a criminal. There's so many different so-called criminal acts out there that don't involve a victim, and it's absolutely outrageous that you would stand up for a system like that and defend it. You should be ashamed of yourself. Excuse me. Did I stand up for the system? You're You're calling people criminals, sir. You're calling peaceful people. You're calling your friends and family criminals. If anybody violates the law, they're a common criminal. It's It's not the law. law. It's a statute. Do you know the difference? Yes. What's the difference? The difference between a law and a statute is, normally the statute is a ticket offense, and a law, and a law would be something nope. that might have a prison offense. Thanks no, for really? the call. Appreciate hearing from you. A statute is a rule of society. What's society? Society is supposed to be. Now, it's not really. None of this is actually. None of, the government doesn't play by their own rules, of course. But a society is a voluntary association of individuals who've joined together for a common purpose. They've all come together and said, we believe in this and we're going to do so and so. This is our society and here are our rules. We call them statutes. They're statutes. They're not laws. To me, a law is natural. A law says there are consequences for your actions that the universe is going to uh, hand down to you. That's, there's natural law that you can't escape from. That no matter what you do, you will feel the consequences of right. uh, wrong you do. Right. When you do it, you harm someone else. You, you detract from someone else. Smoking marijuana doesn't do that. There nope. is no victim. What about the families, Mark? The people who are smoking marijuana and they're hurting their families. They're victims. But their families, the, uh, the people drinking beer aren't hurting their families then? Mm. The people who drink caffeine? I can tell you. I, <laughs> I'm a heck of a lot more dangerous on the road or, uh, or um, you know, anywhere after having, say, three or four Diet Cokes. I mean, I'm amped up and ready to rock and roll. <laughs> uh, I'm a one mean SOB after four Diet Cokes. However, if I had three beers over the course of three hours, I'm not such a big deal on the road. I haven't smoked marijuana and driven in a long time, but, uh, you know, I, I know that many people can do it quite easily. I can't tell you how many times I've done it. I don't support it. I'm just saying. I don't support driving while inebriated or in in some way impaired, but I don't think there's any real evidence that across the board that cannabis users are unsafe drivers. You never hear about cannabis checkpoints. (laughs) <laughs> you know, well, there, that's there because you can't stories. test for it. Well, you can't. You can't. You could. They're the, starting to draw blood from people, and so maybe they will eventually. But I don't know that you can necessarily tell whether somebody isn't at this point. Uh, and this what is what I'm telling you, Mark, is that if there were all kinds of examples of cannabis causing people to have wrecks, 
You'd hear about it in the news. You know they use every chance they get to badmouth cannabis users. The cops would be plastering that all over the place. But it's poppycock. It's nonsense. Does that last guy, is he telling the truth when he says he was impaired? I believe him. You know, maybe he was having a few beers along with his cannabis. I don't know what his story is. Maybe all of a sudden he loses his motor skills when he smokes cannabis. Everybody's different. Everyone's physiology reacts differently to certain chemicals. But there are THC receptors, uh, you know, can- cannabinoid rather, receptors in your brain, which is the, uh, the active uh, ingredient. THC is the active ingredient in cannabis. And so to some extent, you're, you're built for this. It's not poison. It's, uh, it's like alcohol is. And, you know, I'm not saying make alcohol illegal. I wouldn't say that ever, even though there are all kinds of horrific things that happen from alcohol, even though hundreds of thousands of people die every single year because of alcohol, uh, because very, you know, not just uh, not just having car accidents, but various different alcoholism sort of uh, relation uh, deaths, alcoholism and uh, don't forget alcohol poisoning. Yeah. And so, yeah, a lot of people never die. been a marijuana poisoning death. Never once. There's never been anybody who's died from smoking too much cannabis. In point of fact, scientific studies are start, starting to show that there may be some benefits, uh, so, some like anti-cancer benefits to consuming cannabis. More on the way. You can bring up anything. Hour two is coming up. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. As a small business owner, you know that communication between clients and employees is essential to your company's success. Email is part of your company's DNA, but you didn't get into business to manage email. It's time to evolve with DNAmail.com. Get Microsoft Exchange-hosted email services with free activation and setup, 24-7 support, and 99.99% guaranteed uptime, all starting at $8.95 a month. DNA Mail even supports your BlackBerry and iPhone and offers a free Microsoft SharePoint Internet portal to keep everyone connected. Look, you know what it costs to set up an email system. Don't blow your budget on fighting viruses and having an IT specialist on call. Save time and money with DNAMail.com. Every standard or unlimited exchange mailbox will get a free copy of Microsoft Outlook 2007 or Entourage 2008. Call us at 800-628-3204. That's 800-628-3204. Or visit DNAMail.com and join the evolution. Anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free, unlike those other talk show hosts who insist on charging you for many of the same things that we give you access to for free. In fact, I would say we have more for free on our site than they charge you for. So head on over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy that on us. Plus, uh, coming up, we're going to be doing a giveaway of the Totasack. You can go to totasack.com to learn more about it. Uh, if you're listening to hour number one, you know about it, so be ready for that. That's still on the way tonight. And I want to tell you about Choose for Health's Superfruit Complex. It's a vitamin and antioxidant all in one. I've been taking it for, I think, a couple of months now. It contains goji, mangosteen, acai, nani fruit, and these uh, superfruits have been named by many experts as the most nutrient-rich fruits that the world has to offer. You can try a free week of this by calling 800-219-8874. That's 800-219-8874. All you have to do is pay a small fee for shipping and handling. 
Give them a call, 800-219-8874. The news that we open the show out with, we're going to get right back to your phone calls, but just to bring you up to speed if you're just tuning in, uh, we open the show up with a, a quick interview with Rich Paul, one of the activists here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, he moved here as we did, Mark. Uh, we moved here a few years ago as part of the Free State Project, a movement encouraging thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people to move to New Hampshire and get active for freedom. Rich Paul's been active this week, uh, putting together some mass cannabis celebrations, if you will, at 4.20 in the afternoon here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire's beautiful Central Square. People have been gathering. They've been peaceful. They've been having a good time. There's been uh, some, uh, some, definitely some cannabis smoking going on. I've been there. I've smelled it. I've seen it. And uh, the cops left them alone for a couple days, but then they decided to go ahead and target Rich, who was kind of known as one of the original organizers of the event. They arrested him, uh, and then, you know, what I'd always said, Mark, was that it, it'd be wrong. And I thought of the idea before of going to the police department and, and having a, a public smoke out there. I, I said, yeah, that'd be wrong. That's, that's kind of bringing it to them. It's not really fair. We'd like them to leave us alone. So people that are being peaceful should be left alone, in my opinion. And so I figured, well, you know, let's just, we'll do something somewhere else. And that's what we were doing. And they were leaving us alone. Then they decided to go after one of us. Uh, they went after Rich. And so then we brought it to them. So then about 50 people walked down to the police department, went into a restricted area behind a a certain special line drawn on the pavement, and uh, proceeded to smoke some more cannabis right outside the police department's back door. It was an amazing experience. It was also funny, too. One of the officers came out, and he he said, hey, didn't you see the sign? (laughs) And everybody basically laughed at him. Nobody moved. What are they going to do? They don't have enough jail space to arrest 50 people. So once you start getting numbers... Once you start getting significant amounts of people that are willing, and I guess when I say significant, I mean more than 10, uh, once you get people that are willing to take a risk and possibly be put in a prison cell for their beliefs and, and to advance freedom, you really start to turn the tables. The odds begin to shift. Well, this is what happens with extraordinarily unpopular laws like the marijuana laws yeah. in the United States. Um, you know, these, we built these, this from two people right. to 130 people in a week's time. These laws only benefit two classes of people: the person who's you know wants to be an illegal drug uh, you know a dealer dealer and the cops that enforce the laws. Yep. the police union, and that's it. Everybody else pays through the nose. Politicians. I think politicians benefit to some extent because there's a lot of money. Pander. Yeah, a lot of money comes their way and there's the pandering. But yeah, there's the moralist, I suppose, the uh, the 65-plusers that are like, I heard that marijuana was bad. My preacher told me. And, you know, and, and that's, I suppose, them. But they're only getting some kind of, uh, you know, feel good on the inside. Really, the money, and that's where you got to follow. The money. Police unions and drug dealers. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up what you want. Jane is in Fort Lauderdale listening to WFTL. Jane, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, how are you? Hey, Jane, what's on your mind tonight? I just want to let you know that I am 50 years old how about, how, and that I matter. wish that I could still smoke and not wait till I retire to be able to go back to smoking. Hmm. What is, are you, would your job be in jeopardy? Is that what you're saying? That's correct. I'm sorry to hear that. What kind of uh, position do you? I mean, you don't have to get too detailed, but what what industry are you in? Sales. Sales. Okay. So I, I think um, that's that's what a lot of people are concerned with, and that's one of the reasons why when we were doing these events, there are people standing all around the place. They're not in the park necessarily, but they're kind of around the businesses that are surrounding the park, and they're just standing and watching. And you know that a lot of those people are also cannabis consumers, but they're probably in a similar situation as you. You know, either well, their their job is at risk, or they're worried that the state's going to come steal their kids from them if they find out they're smoking cannabis. Yeah, I applaud you what you're doing, and I wish that it would succeed, and I wish they would change the laws, and um. My other thing is, is, is that why didn't they do this years ago 
with 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 such the debt that the economy is in, if it was uh, the government sold it, then how much money would they be making? Well, it's we that's certainly a, that is certainly a persuasive point to make to a politician because you know they're always looking for new sources of revenue. Uh, but for me, I'm not an advocate of that process of taking it out of the black market and putting it in under still under the control of the state. Here in New Hampshire, we have a situation where the state controls liquor. So if you want to buy uh, some, you know, Jim Beam, you have to go to the state-run liquor store. Yeah, I mean, it's the only it's the only uh, the state's the only organization that can lose money on a liquor store. It's it's absolutely outrageous. So I don't want the government's hands on my cannabis. I just want it to be not illegal anymore. I want it to be decriminalized, so it's just something that uh, that people can utilize if they want to, just like so many other products. Well, that's, that's fine with me, too. Very good, know? Jane. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to Mike in Tampa, listening to WFLA. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your hello? mind tonight? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I was just calling, because um, a lot of people you know, are for the legalization of marijuana, but if you think about it, this, there's a, actually a 16 states, I believe, that have some form of decriminalization mm-hmm. as opposed to legalization, and you know it's running pretty good. And I was thinking, you know, I do think the Controlled Substance Act of 1973 is unconstitutional. Uh, however, maybe a more realistic approach would be to let the states decide, you know? Absolutely. Just let, the, let the states decide, because, I mean, you've got California, Washington, Oregon. They all have some form of medical marijuana laws. And, you know, we got to be realistic here. You know, we're, we're, we've got a lot of big, uh, like you've got the prison industrial complex, you've got the oh, pharmaceutical yeah. industrial complex. You know, you're good, you, we're butting heads against some pretty big guys, you know. Yep. So we gotta, we got to kind of strategize. You, you know, you might not get 100% legalization, but we can get some leeway in the right direction, you know. Mike, we, I, th- I think that here's one thing that I hear from uh, you that I, I sort of see how you're uh, propping up this big, um, you know, in, the, the big industrial complex, and that is caring whether or not it's constitutional. What you mm. and I say, and I believe it's unconstitutional, I think the Marijuana Stamp Act is, is unconstitutional, and, and all national drug laws are unconstitutional. Most of the federal However, government's unconstitutional. what you, Mike, <laughs> and I think, no one cares. Nope. All that matters is those uh, nine people in the dresses men, yes. up, in, uh, up in Washington, D.C., they get to decide what's constitutional and not. Why? Because the, the Constitution is an extraordinarily flawed document. And this government is broken. I would never have said something like that five years ago. I was totally one of those constitutional guys, but I was talking about this today at the uh, the, the demonstration with the folks outside the police station. I had a megaphone. And I was talking about how, you know, I didn't sign it. It's not my set of rules. It's, the Constitution is actually a set of rules for the government to follow. Go ahead and, and read it. And they're it. not. Right, read They're not it. even coming close, at least not to my understanding it's, of the rules. It's not a set of rules for you and I. It doesn't address right. the, those things. It addresses the way the government is supposed to run, and as Mark says, they aren't paying a damn whit of attention to it. Right. They'll make reference and, to it occasionally. And people talking about the Constitution as though it's some kind of hallowed document really just backs up those, uh, the, you know, those people in Washington. It gives them power. Because Legitimacy. That, yeah, yeah, it gives them that much more legitimacy right the thing is, is what people fail to realize is is that government is supposed to work for us we shouldn't be afraid of the government the government should be afraid of us and if they're not doing their job and they're not abiding towards the constitution then guess what well when their two years comes up 
vote him out. Also, something you know, I probably would have said yeah, five years ago. I, but I that's appreciate the other that. thing that's, that's broken about the Constitution is the only thing that you can do to these people that break the highest law in the land. Yet they kill people in Florida for uh, you know all kinds of crimes, including you know murder. And they they have a they have uh, in the Constitution they can kill someone for treason. However, what happens to the politician that breaks the law? You get, you have uh, to wait to vote him out. It's nonsense. I mean, shouldn't these? This is the highest law in the land. Shouldn't these men hang for breaking it? Mike, I used to I used to be there, but let me just suggest something here. Uh, when I go to Walmart, Walmart doesn't have to be afraid of me. I'm going because I want to get a product or service from them, and if they're not providing the product or service that I want, like I can, for instance, get better service at a local store, for instance, uh, if they're not providing the product or service the price that I want, I can go somewhere else. But with the government, I don't have that choice. So it's nice to kind of throw the cliche out. And again, I used to be right there where you are of uh, saying. Well, you know, we just need to whip them into shape. You know, show them to be... They need to be scared of us. I just want to leave them alone. I want th- I want them to leave me alone. Both. Thank you for the call tonight. Oh, I, 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 I appreciate it, man. We're going to move on here. Sorry, Take Mike. your calls about anything. You can call us any night. Uh, we do allow one call per night, so call us back if you didn't get enough time on Monday. More coming up here. You take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. Gunday, Gunday, Gunday. Three days to exercise your Second Amendment rights for only $10 per person, October 9th, 10th, and 11th at Knob Creek Gun Range. The world's largest machine gun shooting military gun show is fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and over 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m. Call 502-922-4457 or visit KnobCreekRange.com. That's KnobCreekRange.com. Available to you to take control of the airwaves, the show that allows you to bring up anything at 800-259-9231. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. It's a Saturday edition. That means we're here live with you, unlike most of your weekday talk hosts. We do do a weekday program. If you don't get it on your local talk station, call them, thank them for carrying the Saturday show, and ask them for the weeknight program. Uh, of course, you can always join us online at freetalklive.com. Now, it's online that you'll find archives, and you'll find uh, our BBS, and you'll find the Shrine of Female Listeners, and so much more, all completely free at freetalklive.com. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has five days of firearms training waiting for you. All for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to frontsite.com for your free gun training. For your gun training and, and excuse me, for your training and free gun. Um, you know, if you're going to buy a weapon, you need to be trained in it. This is the best training that your money can buy. Frontsite.com. All right, we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. I believe we have Leon in South Carolina listening to WSC FM. Leon, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Leon? Uh, I'm I'm totally in agreement with some kind of legalization of marijuana. And uh, my theory on it is, again, you had a, a couple callers back, a gentleman saying we was all uh, criminals. <laughs> it's criminal to make it illegal. Absolutely. Uh, it's criminal have, to put somebody in a cage for having a plant. Sure. Exactly. It says in the Bible, enjoy the herbs of the earth. It, look how many Christians there are in this world. And it says in the Bible, we should enjoy the herbs of the earth. What's the herb of the earth? Marijuana. It's not it also says to product. love thy. It also says to love thy neighbor, and you just don't exactly. love your neighbor by putting them in cages, cold steel exactly. cages. And you know, it's not a man-made product like uh, you know crack or cocaine or something like that. It grows. You know, God made it for us. Okay, in my opinion. Another thing is, 
my grandmother and my grandmother and one of my aunts have died from cigarettes, hmm. lung cancer, because of cigarettes. Thousands and thousands of people die every year because of cigarettes, but they won't make that illegal. Well, uh, they shouldn't. Okay, and if, they shouldn't make it illegal. No, no, no. Because, I'm mean, not saying they should. Right. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I'm not good. saying they should. I'm just saying that, you know, if you want to look at the, the statistics, like you said, uh, you know, you can – I've smoked you know, a uh, half bag of a weed a day sometimes and never have <laughs> wow. my, has my driving been impaired, okay? Well, you know, it's interesting been, you bring that up. I'm going to, when you get off the line here, I'll give you some detail on actual sure. study that's been done on uh, cannabis and driving. But go ahead with your thoughts. Well, no, that, and that's fine, too. You know, I mean, I don't want to take up, you know, the whole airway, but the thing about it is, is you know, I'm 40 years old. I'm smoking pot since I was 10, mm. and I've never, ever had any problems driving. Now, I did get a DUI twice in my life. Because of drinking. Now, I gave yep. up drinking totally because oh, I was you. never any good at it, okay? <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, I drank a few drinks, get behind on the wheel, and I've, I've wrecked the car. And uh, and almost killed a whole family because of it, okay? Mm. So I had to give up drinking. I know it's bad. And I'm not it's a lot more dangerous. Exactly. But, you know, uh, you know, these people who are trying to put – I mean, look at how many people's in jail because of it. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, they let, they oh, let rapists out and child pedophiles out of jail and you got more people in jail for smoking marijuana it's a for tremendous amount of people and it's not just marijuana i know you kind of you know you poked at the uh, the can the uh, the cocaine users earlier uh right. they don't deserve to be in jail either I, I understand what the point was that you were making but it's again whether you have a plant or a chemical uh, it's your, your body you, it's your body you should be able to do what you want with it totally you, agree with you that. haven't harmed I'm anybody not trying else to put any particular person down i was just saying it's a man-made drug you know, I was saying what oh, it's I meant so, by the it's, cocaine. It's almost harmless. I mean, marijuana right. is so benign. It's, you know, comparing it right. to alcohol, comparing it to some other legal drugs, it is so much uh, so much more sure. safe. And, hey, while I've got you on the line here, you said you're 40 sure. years old, so you're probably yep. older than, you know, kind of your average uh, cannabis consumer. It seems like more it's a younger thing. Uh, but, right. you know, are you, a, are you a shiftless loser? Because that's what all the critics yeah. are saying about, uh, about yeah. cannabis users. No, I tell you what, I run a business here hmm, uh, in Charleston. Uh, I make over three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year uh, myself. I can't say okay. I'm... I'm not a loser. I get up and go to work. I work six days a week, ten to fifteen hours a day. You just like to kick back with a little joint, maybe right. at the end of the day, That's or a bong, exactly or whatever. Right. Thank you so much, That's Leon, for the exactly call. Right. I appreciate hearing from you because all pot smokers are losers. It's nonsense. Sure. There are some losers who smoke marijuana. Right. Is it the chicken or the egg? There you are know? losers that drink alcohol. But most people I know are responsible individuals. They'll have a few beers. They'll have a joint. They're fine. They don't go overboard. They don't go crazy. It doesn't ruin their lives. They don't become alcoholics. They don't become uh, addicts. And by the way, marijuana is not physically addictive. Uh, studies have shown that marijuana cannabis is, uh, you know, if you have a psychological addiction problem, if you have the proclivity to become addicted to things, okay. You could get addicted to marijuana. I suppose. But it's but not the worst thing to, to be addicted to. You can get addicted to having a Snickers bar every sure. day at 4 p.m. Yep. I mean, that's you know that, that that's the kind of addiction, addictive qualities we're talking about. Being addicted. I think more so because people like to feel good, and marijuana will make you will make most people feel good. Some people just have terrible paranoia from it. Well, you know, you, you bring, we're talking about addictions here. Mark, you are addicted, or you know, you're trying to beat an addiction. You are addicted to cigars. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the nicotine and the in the tobacco there. Now there is something that's addictive. But addiction isn't something that should result in you being put in a jail cell. Putting you in a jail cell because you've got an addiction to nicotine isn't going to help you. 
It's not something unless you're not going to help it. anyone except except the police union, honestly. Right, and so you know the whole idea that there's some sort of benefit to well, you know, these are addicts; they need to be treated in a certain way, and we need to force them into it. Well, no, wait a minute. It's a personal struggle. If you're an if you're an addict, it's a personal uh, you know issue for you. It's a challenge for you to overcome. And unless you're ready to overcome it on your own, as you were, Mark, you made the choice to decide to stop smoking cigars. I suppose. I mean, it was really because of Obama's taxes. You made the choice. You can, you can justify it and rationalize it however you want. But you made that choice. And so you are ready to do it. It's not easy. It's not a walk no. in the park. And that's my understanding of it. Use, I'm not use Chantex. Addict. It works. Chantex? Yeah, that was called. What was she called? Did. Need to get in touch with them. Maybe I, I actually did call them, and they they don't do any kind of uh, spon- um, any any kind of advertising. It's a shame. So you know, all but right. It's because well, their product works. Yeah, right. Too. <laughs> uh, so well, now wait a minute. That doesn't mean that they shouldn't advertise it. Come on uh, now. Understood. Uh, they they probably don't have a lot of competition. The Totasac works. It's just about uh, a monopoly that the go- the drug companies have. So yeah. you know. So what I'm saying is that uh, addictions, whatever it is you're addicted to, whether you're addicted to video games, whether you're addicted to uh, to watching television, whether you're addicted to nicotine, whether you're addicted to alcohol, cannabis, it's your personal issue, and you need to deal with it on your own terms when the time is right for you. Being pulled over on the side of the road, having all this stuff thrown out of your car uh, as you're just uh, t- tossed up by these police officers and then having your life ruined by them arresting you, throwing you in a cage, taking you away from your family, possibly resulting in you getting fired. How is that going to help somebody break their addiction? Can someone explain that to me? 800-259-9231. Seems to me like if you get arrested for something like that and all of those things happen to you, it makes your life kind of crappier. You know, you've got you're out of money because they've charged you hundreds of dollars for court court fees and things like that. You're out of your time, possibly out of your job. Uh, who knows what other consequences will will come from from something like that? Whereas before, you just had a problem with nicotine or a problem with alcohol. I mean, again, I'm inserting any drug here because it's possibly addicted to those things. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up anything if you want to win the Toda Sack. You need this number. It's six zero three four three five eleven zero five. It's going to make it so easy for you to carry in the groceries from the car. You'll wonder why you didn't have one before. Totasack dot com. Call in at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. I'm going to give it to the third caller. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, it's the Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Dot com. We've got a lot to talk about here. Your calls are the primary element. We've been discussing cannabis, uh, drug legalization, decriminalization, that sort of thing here tonight. Been some amazing things happening up here in Keene, New Hampshire. You can get some of the video footage. You can see some of the news coverage of the daily and growing 420 cannabis celebrations that have been going on here. It's starting to break into national news with the Associated Press picking up the story today. It's been front-page news down here in Keene uh, every day for the past three, uh, past two days. Tomorrow there's going to be another front-page story in the Sunday paper, so hopefully, again, the AP will continue to pick this stuff up. But we've kind of uh, shifted off from that to talk about the drug war in general, cannabis, uh, addictions, and we're going to continue here uh, with your phone calls well, we go to the ladies first. Uh, talk to Devin, listening to WSCF, uh, WSCFM hey guys, in South Carolina. Devin, what's on your mind? 
Um, actually, I just wanted to talk about the benefits um, of marijuana. Sure. And um, I was watching this special on TV about four or five months ago, um, and it was on cannabis, and um, Lisa Ling was the host, and they were talking about the benefits. And somewhere over in Europe, I'm not exactly sure where, they have a lot of um, funding for scientists to study marijuana, and um, we don't actually have as much funding as they do over as we do over here, they do there, um, and they found that it helps diabetes. Of course, it helps you know chemo patients. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I don't understand you know why if it helps such things like this. You know, people are suffering from you know cancer. Why can't we legalize it and help these people? Yeah, Ignorance. Just, yeah, not just uh, uh, cancer. Um, you've got to look at. Uh, in fact, the oil from hemp is uh, exceptionally good for you. Mm-hmm. You can eat it. Uh, hemp is uh, is a great manufacturing product for making paper. We use a lot of paper in the United States, and yeah. Yeah. a lot of people are worried about how much deforestation is going on. I don't know that it's the, as big of a problem as, as pe- people make it out to. However, it's a lot better for the environment to cut down weeds like New Hampshire, like uh, uh, marijuana than it is to cut down trees for paper. Right, because so, you can plant a new one, it'll grow right quick as compared to a tree. Right, grows, grows, grows mm-hmm. a lot faster, a lot, makes a lot better paper. So what else and do you want to mention, share? you know, it's a great stress reliever. There you go. I agree with that. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's also talk to Pat listening to WFLA in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, Pat. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I heard you talking about addictions, and I heard somebody talking about that. Um, oh, it starts with a C, and it's a, you take it to stop smoking. I tried it. It wouldn't work. Chantex, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't sleep at night, so I quit using it. Okay. But anyway... I went to a um, person for laser treatment to stop mm-hmm. smoking. I stopped smoking without a single craving for a cigarette in I've, about 30 minutes. I've heard, I've heard of that, too. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. Absolutely. My girlfriend got the shot, too. There was a shot down in Florida a couple of years ago. My girlfriend at the time got that, and that was really useful. So there really are some solutions out there. But the one thing that they'll tell you when you go to these places is they can give you the laser treatment or the shot or whatever, but you have to be ready for it. Nobody exactly. can twist your arm into this. It's, it's not a panacea. It's not like a magical thing where you're going to be able to go down, get this laser uh, sh- shot or whatever it is, and uh, never have a, a craving again or not have to uh, to go through any difficult times. It wasn't a walk in the park, was it? It was for me. Really? Because I was, I was ready. I'm telling you, it was the easiest thing I'd ever done. Oh, I could great. not believe it. I got back in my car after that first session and nearly gagged from the smell of cigarettes, mm. whereas when I drove down to the office, I never even noticed it. Yeah. And from Amazing. then on, and it's, it's been over a year. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. I'm really glad that it worked for you. I walked yeah. into one of those laser places and uh, considered doing it, but um, you know, I, I just I didn't go back because eh, you know at the time one one cigar a day didn't seem like enough to uh, to quit oh, for yeah. me, so I wasn't ready. If I could still smoke and and limit it to like two or three a day, sure I'd do it. But I was smoking two and a half packs a day. Oh my yeah. gosh! Nobody smokes yeah. nobody smokes three cigarettes a day. It's very rare for somebody to just smoke three cigarettes a day. What, is it, what does a pack of cigarettes cost in Florida these days? Seven bucks. Well, I don't know because I don't smoke anymore. I know, but, but I a year a, ago, what, what was uh, it? A year ago, it was over four dollars. I bought a pack wow. for my niece recently, and I believe it was over six. Yeah, I'm sure that's it's what, six it or passes, seven, you know, and everything. Right. Yeah. Well, even if it's at four dollars, if you're smoking two and a half packs a day, that's ten bucks a day. You just saved yourself thirty-six hundred dollars a year. Absolutely. <laughs> and the cost of the laser was three six no three sixty-nine, which I was paying more than that. You a bet. month for cigarettes. So, Absolutely. I mean, so it paid for itself. 
It did. It really did, and it was just wonderful. Pat, thanks for the story. I appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for taking the time to call in a Free Talk Live tonight. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. Let's go to Kurt in Michigan on the amp line. Been waiting patiently. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? I'm actually calling you from Las Vegas tonight. Oh, yes, sir. And I want to proudly proclaim that I smoke pot, and I am not a criminal. Wait a minute. Uh, wait, but you are a shiftless loser, right? No, no, not at no? all. I work, and I've, huh. I've got two, sometimes three jobs if I if I really, really want to do it. You know, I mean, if I want to put the time in. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just, do you know, I mean, there are certainly shiftless losers who smoke marijuana, but how many of them do you know? Most of the people I know are very responsible folks. I think it's, uh, it's, it is, uh, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. You know, I mean, you, you don't necessarily have to be a loser to smoke pot. You don't have to be a pot smoker to be a loser. Darn right. So what else do you want to share with us tonight? Well, you know, I'm in Vegas, and I'm, I, I, I brought all my, well, a select few of my Liberty T-shirts, and I've been getting some great feedback on them. I've got one that says "Legalize Freedom." Like I, I must have had at least two dozen comments on, all the way from, you know, teenage men all the way up to people in their 70s, all the way to, to pit bosses were telling me that's a great T-shirt. And of course, I was giving them free web addresses that they needed to check out. Sure. Free Talk Live. Liberty Conspiracy, Excellent. and Free State Project. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you are a Free State Project participant. You're making a mo- making the move. When When's your plan? Well, I'm, it's all about convincing my wife. I mean, oh, boy. <laughs> Listening to the first part of the show, I mean, I was getting goosebumps. Oh, man, you Just, should have been there. I mean, I've <laughs> got to be there. I've got to be there. Now, my wife is, is starting to see it. Because there was a there was a, a, a story this morning about a, a babysitter in Michigan who was going to get fined a thousand dollars or get thrown in jail because she was watching her neighbor's kids without what? a license. What? Well, how dare she? Wait, how what? Dare she? In Michigan, yeah. you have to have a babysitter's license. She's doing childcare. I, I guess they're they're calling it a daycare. Oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but there, well, there's nothing that they won't regulate. There's nothing that they won't get their nasty little fingers into because it's like we were saying earlier. We only touched on it, but they take a step. Everybody says, well, okay, you know, it's the government. They can tell us what to do, so we'll just follow along. And then they take another step toward tyranny, toward total control, to, uh, toward them owning your life even more than they currently do. And everybody just kind of bends over and bows down for it. And I understand why. They're scary. They'll, they'll possibly hurt you, steal you from your family. But eventually, they are going to come around to you anyway. It's like Pastor Martin Niemöller said back in uh, the World War II times. First, they came for the communists, and I wasn't a communist, so I didn't stand up. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I wasn't a trade unionist, so I didn't stand up. And then they came for me, but there was nobody left at that point to stand up for me. Yep. So, you know, even if you don't partake, for instance, in uh, in cannabis, or if you aren't necessarily, uh, you, don't, you don't have a, a, a horse in this particular race, you should still support people who are actually making a stand for freedom uh, instead of just standing to the side and laughing or, and, and, and calling them names. Because these are your friends and family. These are your coworkers. These are, are, are people that you know, whether you know them or not, whether they, you know uh, they smoke cannabis or not they certainly do and so it would be uh, helpful for them to have people getting behind them so they can so we can actually have some change in this uh, in this country sometime absolutely and and one other thing is i quit smoking because i was going to be damned if i was going to pay a dollar and 25 cents for a pack of cigarettes that was 25 years ago jeez and now in new york city it's like seven eight bucks a pack right absolutely absolutely 
Thanks, Kurt, for the call. I appreciate hearing Thank from you. you tonight, and uh, we'll see you in New Hampshire when you get up here. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We will talk to, I believe we have uh, Dale in clear, excuse me, Tallahassee listening to WFLA-FM. Dale, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, what a great program. Thanks, Dale. What's on your I mind? I you guys every Saturday. Glad you're there. Yes, um, coming from the Judeo-Christian Bible, the King James Version, I just wanted to make a small comment. It says, he causes the grass to grow for the cattle and herb for the service of man <laughs> that he may bring forth food out of the earth. Again, uh, me, I, I love sound, I DJ, and I do graphic designs, and I design and build speaker cabinets, you know, and when that. Uh, when I get on some good herb, you know, it just get, gets me all into You get it. into it. People do. Thank you, Dale, for the call. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, this Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free to 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them to you. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board with the program, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. That's worthwhile, right? 3 bucks a month? Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get perks, too, like access to the amp-only podcast, chat room, forum, and more. It's all there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. You know, I used to listen to audiobooks on uh, cassettes uh, when I'd drive down the road. I, I, you know, wanted to listen to something different than the radio sometimes mm-hmm. if I was on a long trip. Uh, you know, you'll you'll move in and out of radio stations. It's better to keep continuity as far as I'm concerned. I love surfing stations. Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I know what it's like to ride in a car with you. and it's Yeah. Anyway, anyway let me go audiobooks. on with this. But Audio- audiobooks are great. I do like those. And I've I've actually created one. Yeah, that's true. You have. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, anyway, uh, these, however, many of those books that are on the cassettes were abridged because it was just too, too, too much darn uh, time and information yeah, to, uh, to, to put a full book on there. Well, now with the, with the intrawebs, it's a heck of a lot easier to get an entire mm-hmm. unabridged audio book, and you can get one for free. Free Talk Live listeners can have a free one if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Uh, it's all that it's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL and you can get a free book. It's pretty great. You know, before we continue with the calls here, I just want to comment a little further on what Dale was uh, was saying right at the end of the last segment. He called in saying that he designed speaker cabinets and he likes to get high uh, while he's working. And in many cases, you know, if you're not operating heavy equipment or something like that, there are a lot of positions, a lot of jobs uh, that that the people that are engaging in those activities they swear by uh, marijuana, you know, herbal inspiration, if you will. Look at a lot of the popular music that has been uh, put out over time. The Beatles, for instance, were well known for uh, for their drug use, and there have been all kinds of musical artists and and uh, actors and people that are in the entertainment industry, of course, who are kind of well known for uh, for producing product that a lot of people like and. Many musicians will get high and get get stoned on stage. They can still play their guitars, you know that sort of thing. So I think that's kind of what Dale was was touching on there. That he feels like he gets a a little bit of inspiration from it, and that, that he feels like it helps him in his job. Many artists have uh, claimed that marijuana was good for them, and you know it's it's it seems to be a creative substance. We will continue here taking your calls at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Ben is on the line listening to WFLA in Florida. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. I want to know how long are we going to 
or let these people deny us our constitutional rights. It's been since 1937. Should we continue on this path of waiting around one state at a time, or should we be um, a little more forceful to get this into the uh, the national debate? They don't want to yeah. talk about it at the national yeah. level. Barack Obama says it's just fine with him to throw people in jail for marijuana. No, there's a point that I'd like to make on that, Mark. Now, Barack Obama, when he first went into office, they had this little website where they sent, they invited people to come to, and they said, ask your questions for the president. He'll answer whatever the number one question is. And so people came in there with their questions, and guess what the number one question was? It was about marijuana. It was a question about uh, decriminalization or legalization of marijuana, and the Barack Obama came out and made it very clear that he absolutely doesn't support uh, any sort of change to uh, the marijuana laws whatsoever. In fact, he claimed that, uh, that his administration was going to leave the states alone where they had the medical marijuana laws passed, but that hasn't stopped the DEA from raiding them. So it's just, you know, it's business as usual in Washington, D.C., and it wouldn't matter if people... people whoa, I'd like to people, speak on that if I could. Would, yeah. would, 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 would you, do you mind? By all means. Thank you. Now, back on the path I'm talking about, how long are we as a people? Barack, uh, Barack Obama is a president. He's just, he's just one guy. Yep. It is the American people. It is the, the pot smokers of America that uh, it is their responsibility to bring forth that, not not George Bush or, or Barack Obama or, I agree. or Gerald Ford. So, no, two points. Uh, police relations and how, it, how marijuana affects that and discriminating against pot smokers in terms of employment. Uh, okay, we'll talk about the employment thing. It should be proven. It should be a proven uh, a fact that a person cannot do this particular job under the influence of marijuana. As far as police relations, there are a lot of people who really hate police, and they really don't know why except for the fact that they know that if they happen to get pulled over and they have a smell of marijuana in their car mm -hmm. or they have a joint smoking, then uh, their livelihood, their family, their freedom is... Uh, is is interrupted. Absolutely. Um, the point you know, is that we should be more forceful. Barack Obama has nothing to do with this. We should be more forceful. We bring this to the people that we hire to, to represent us. Yeah, and except that's, that's where, you've, that's where you've gone wrong. I, I disagree. It's the people that we that somebody hired to represent them back in the age, um, you know, decades ago that 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 stepped in the way of people's rights in the first place. In 1937, it, that, right, that's yeah. when it happened. But what I'm saying is that this has nothing to do with. This is not Barack Obama's fault that marijuana is not illegal. So and she sure so isn't helping. Well, well, now wait a minute. <laughs> what he said was point, point of information. Been, what he said, been, uh, Ben. What he said was that he doesn't support any change to the the the. the Status quo. So even if relevant. you were to go, well, even if you were to go to your representative, if we had the, the guts and the balls to, 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 to force our, our, our Congress, our, our but you our can't force them. Let me let me just bring it bring you uh, back to reality here for a moment. First of all, they don't represent well, I mean, you. I am on a real no, they it, don't it, represent it, you. Ahead. Do they? Do they really represent you? Okay, you're on another don't, subject, Don't man. call them. About, no, example, no, no, this I'm isn't another subject, Ben. Marijuana. Now, you ben, want to bring Barack Obama slow down. In. I don't care about Barack Obama. He's the same as George Bush to me. He's the same people. as George Bush. Hold on a second. What I'm saying here is you just said, well, we just need to go to the representatives and show them how serious we are. We and haven't then done that. We haven't done that. What do you want to do? Go ahead and give me a proposal. Uh, my proposal? Yeah. My proposal is pretty much 
uh, what you mentioned earlier that's actually happened. This has to be this has to be brought onto a national front. Just so President right. mentioned it one time, that's not it. Ben, it it's on you, man. You like take you take take the lead. Will you like take the lead? Iran. Ben, will you take the lead down there for Tampa? Put it together and make it happen. Yeah, you got you you get you'll get the financing. Oh, no, no, no. There's no financing. Shook, you just invite people. Wait, wait, wait. Ben, Ben, there's no financing here. Dude, calm down for a moment. There's no financing. It's just people showing up with Bud and smoking in a public park. They've already got the marijuana. Oh, They've oh, got yeah. the lighters. I, I'd, be, oh, I'd be for that. I'd be for that. All right, so when put it together and call us back when it's happening and tell us about it. Thank well, you for the call. I, I, I appreciate it. That, but anyway, that's you won't do that. Well, how do you expect it to happen? Well, because uh, the reason why I said I won't do that is because you're just being a little facetious. What are you talking about? We're doing it here, okay. Ben. It's happening every day here at 420 in the afternoon, every single day. California, in California, I, I was one of the 400,000 signatures. It probably was a lot more. Oh, uh, I see. So you're willing to sign a petition. 1996 yeah. to bring the referendum okay. forward. That has to happen. It doesn't, I mean, that's fine. Oh. People can get into a park. And all right. Pot, and that's great. That's well, then you, you let us know how it goes, all right? Tell you what, Ben, you you go ahead and get started with the we referendum process down in Florida. To, we need to get to a politician yeah. that's going to give us our constitutional rights. Good luck with that. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing well, from you. I, I hate to sound combative. I, I don't want to, but I almost feel like it's the politicians that got us here, and yeah. I don't know if the politicians are going to lead us Just out. Just throw them all out, Mark. Just throw them all out. Well, Just I do want to out. throw them all out. I mean, I understand where the guy. I understand where the guy's how many, coming from. How many times have you heard people say, "We need to throw the bums out, get them out of there"? We got another election coming up here in a, in a year or two, and we're going to just throw what? Clean they did. Slate. They did throw the bums out in 2006. Mm. I mean, in 2008, the Republicans are gone, the Democrats are in. It's the same crap as we had before. It's all right. I don't know what it is that we're going to do in 2010 because there's no more bums to throw out. I mean, uh. you, can, you got the Republicans of been thrown out the democrats should get thrown out who are you going to put in their place how about a referendum mark we should have a referendum because down in florida i used to live there you and i both uh, we grew up there you can uh, put something on the ballot that will actually modify the florida constitution that's Which the only the way dumbest setup i've ever it. heard of that's the only way to go about it a we, majority of the voters decide what the constitution says okay you so you can't even do that with the united states constitution so what ben is what ben is proposing is to go through that process down there and there are similar processes in other in other states so go ahead and find out what that's like ben have you ever done it before have you ever actually um, don't talk to him if he's not here You've i know but I, i'm talking to him and anybody else that thinks this is a feasible way to go about doing things have you ever found out how difficult that is? Have you ever found out how many millions of, uh, or how many hundreds of thousands of signatures you'll need down there in Florida to make, to make something like that happen? Yeah, you want to talk about funding? You're going to need funding for that because you're going to have to pay paid petitioners to go and stand outside of Publix or some other grocery store and, uh, and ask people for petition signatures, go to the, go to, uh, to the flea markets and, and stand around asking for, uh, people for their signatures. This is something you're going to have to pay for. I can't afford that. I, it seems a lot cheaper just to get uh, people uh, to go out in the, the town square of every town in America and, and and smoke pot. But you have to be willing to risk something. Are you? Well, getting involved in the political process is risking something. That's true. They could very well come and re- reassess your uh, property taxes and raise them you know, several thousand you. dollars. It, they sure could make they your could. life miserable being involved in the political process. More is on the way here. You're going to have to be able to take a risk if you ever want to get a reward. Uh, hour three is coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. 
You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. We've been on kind of on the uh, the drug issue, the war on drugs, and the insanity of it uh, throughout the evening tonight, specifically the uh, war on cannabis users, which is the primary mode of the war on drugs, but also other uh, c- consensual criminals, people who have chemicals on their person or I think also being victimized by the state and they're ruining people's lives, destroying families in the name of fighting this insane war on drugs, which cannot possibly be won. It just simply, like it did with alcohol prohibition, drives these products underground and makes them more dangerous. It, it puts them more likely in the hands of children. A lot of people are concerned about kids and drugs. Well, guess what? You talk to high schoolers, they'll tell you it's easier to get a bag of marijuana than it is to get some alcohol. Which, you know, is actually fine by me because I think marijuana is a lot safer than alcohol. But nonetheless, it's a point that I'm making is that prohibition actually makes it easier for kids to get drugs that you probably don't want them to get. 800-259-9231. And it's easier for the average high school student to get a bag of marijuana than it is for them to get a case of beer. Yep. Just ask them. Yeah, you better believe it. If they're being honest with you, they'll tell you the truth. Uh, so real quick, though, since I, I mentioned earlier... Somebody called in with the inevitable objection of, well, you want to decriminalize marijuana. What about people that will drive? Well, number one, right now the roads are filled with people who have uh, gotten high while in their car and are driving around. I'd just like to So your law you isn't stopping people right. from driving while smoking pot. Secondly, alcohol, which is legal, it's against the law to drive while intoxicated. Hmm. I think we can take care of this issue. Well, and I'd like to point out that, uh, as I mentioned, it's not necessarily a dangerous thing to be uh, to be high on marijuana and behind the wheel. I know the police might want you to believe otherwise, but they're just ignoring the evidence. From Berkshire, the United Kingdom, marijuana appears to have a less adverse, a less adverse effect on driving ability than does alcohol, according to findings from a recent study by the UK's Transport Research Laboratory. The results replicate earlier findings recorded in the United States, Australia, and elsewhere. So, again, these studies have been done multiple times around the world. And these studies indicate that marijuana intoxication plays a relatively insignificant role in vehicular accidents. The National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws Foundation Director Alan St. Pierre said the results weren't surprising. Study after study, he said, shows that marijuana's slight impairment on psychomotor skills generally falls within the range of safety we accept for prescription medications and other legal, potentially debilitating factors. The findings of this latest inquiry are no different. The TRL study from the U.K. examined the driving performance of 15 volunteers while under the influence of low and high doses of marijuana and while sober. All volunteers were tested using a sophisticated driving simulator. 
researchers found that marijuana appeared to be uh, appeared to adversely influence subjects' ability to accurately steer a car, so-called tracking ability, but found their reaction time and all other measures of driving performance to be unaffected by the drug. Researchers further noted that subjects were cognizant of their impairment and attempted to compensate for it by reducing the difficulty of the driving task. For example, by driving more slowly. Yeah, yeah, pot smokers. Um, if you find that guy that's going 25 miles an hour in the the right-hand lane, mm, I wonder. Now, if, not in to Florida, say, there's no guarantee that he's not driving a Lincoln. He's uh, 80 years old, but it's not to say that uh, you know an alcohol drinker can't judge himself accurately. But how many times have you been around somebody who's had too much to drink, who has the attitude of Ah, oh, I'm fine. Just yeah, I'll just uh, get in my car and head home. I mean, it, it happens. People who are very inebriated on alcohol aren't the best judges of their own abilities at that time. Not all of them. And so, with what they're saying here is, with marijuana, the people that are smoking marijuana are very aware that if they if they feel they're impaired, uh, they at the very least are aware of the fact that they're impaired and are willing to compensate with their driving ability to do it. So, study after study, the authors concluded, in terms of road safety, it cannot be concluded that driving under the influence of cannabis is not a hazard. However, in comparison with alcohol, the severe effects of alcohol on the higher cognitive processes of driving are likely to make this more of a hazard, particularly at higher levels. That is, alcohol consumption. And similar trials previously conducted have shown that alcohol and sleep deprivation have a more adverse impact on driving ability than does marijuana. So, again, it's very minor is what we're talking about here. 800-259-9231. So whenever somebody tries to trot out the uh, the claim that, oh, roads will be filled with people crashing their cars because of marijuana, the roads are filled with people right now, and everything's okay. More on the way here uh, with your calls. Uh, we go to them. I'm talking to Bill first in Tampa, listening to WFLA. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Bill. Hey, how you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Oh, just tons. Absolutely tons. Pick I one. I begin to tell you. Pick one. Well, um, help me with two or three. Well, In other words, we may have time for one. Go help, ahead. Help me out with two or three. They're short. All right, go. Um. First of all, let me uh, let me say that uh, if you were my kid, I'd be proud. Oh, thanks. All right. I think that uh, a show like this ought to be on for an hour a day every day. We've actually got three six, three hours a night, six nights a week, and as I mentioned earlier, really? yep. If you are only getting the Saturday show on your local talk station, yeah. give him yeah. a call. Thank the program director for putting whatever he's put on. Some some people only get two hours on Saturday night. Some get all three. Some of some stations get us all week long too. And then ask him to put on the weeknight show. Even if they don't air us live, it's still better than nothing. Well, I think an hour tour every, you know, just like Rush, just like Hannity, just like Savage. You know, I listen to all these guys, right? Yes, sir. I'm a very smart man. I'm in my mid fifties. Um, and I think something like this is very valuable. Well, thank you. We think so, too. What else was on your mind tonight? All right. Uh, number two. We're waiting. Marijuana could be switched with alcohol, and that would be just fine. You mean making Period. alcohol prohibited again? Everything. Everything. No, it switch. Wouldn't, it wouldn't switch be fine. It. Just switch it. Just switch you know it. it wouldn't be fine. It wouldn't be fine because the violence no, would... No, I mean, I mean, you don't understand. I mean... No, I don't. Uh, okay. What do you I mean? I mean, all the... All the I don't. I don't necessarily agree with either one, but I think that if you switched all the laws, marijuana would be a lot, you know, better 
than than alcohol. Well, marijuana is safer than alcohol. I mean, right. the statistics That's all I'm show. Saying, it. I'm right. If you just switched it, if you just switched it, you know that would be great. But, know, but it wouldn't be great. Well, so hold on. A point of information. Point of information here. What you're saying would not be great because no, if no. you just switched what he's it. saying is that you can you can uh, switch the word marijuana for alcohol and then. Right. Oh, I thought you said switch the laws. I thought you meant switch the punish switch it. You know, from making alcohol making legal al- to making it illegal, illegal again. I'm sorry. I, apologize. I just think I think alcohol is worse than marijuana. I would I, agree with you, I concur. But, but it shouldn't be prohibited because then that makes the problem ten times worse than it actually already is. So, uh, third point, and quick, quick. All right. Um, Obama is your worst nightmare. He's this a bad man. man. Bad, bad this man. This man wants to control everything. Well, sure he does. I, don't I think every, just about anybody who gets in the presidential office is that way. It's um, just the, I mean, the nightmares keep getting worse, That's what though. it takes in order to be the kind of guy that runs for president. Like, George Bush was a worse nightmare than Bill Clinton, and Obama's a worse nightmare than George Bush. They just keep getting worse because they're all piling on top of one I another. I kind of like Ford, but he didn't win the office. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. I appreciate it. I got one hearing. more. I got one more. Oh, gosh. All right. One more. Quick. One more. We're cutting you off after this. Go. I know you're going to cut me off, but listen <laughs> to this one. All right. Your priority shouldn't be necessarily that one uh, addiction is better than the other addiction. Your priority should be that there's a cure for addiction of all, of everything, food, alcohol, blah, 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 blah. And what is that? Well, just being in touch with your feelings and, 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 and being friendly and, you know, getting a kick out of being friendly. I'm all in yeah. favor of that. I thank you for the call tonight. Good sir. attitude fixes a lot of problems. You better believe it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're going to continue with John in Tampa listening to, uh, to WFLA. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks. Hey, what's Thanks on your for mind? having me on. Yes, sir. Uh, that guy's a hard act to follow. But I was going to say that uh, did you notice how the press is uh, they're talking about bailing out the press? And I was going to say <laughs> press is really controlled by the government as it is sure anyway right now and i'm an amateur archaeologist down in florida and i tried to get the st pete times for five years to do articles about my stone anchors that were found on the west coast of florida with the giant holes in them that represent the stone anchor fleet uh the stone anchor contingent of the fleet of atlantis hmm. and i jumped through every hoop they had but they never gave uh me an article and I just thought it was important to say this because all those stoners out there might want to realize that the west coast of Florida was ancient Atlantis and that the Jews and the Arabs are fighting over Israel uh, because I think uh, the Garden of Eden was over there when it was actually uh, an Atlantean Interesting claim, sir. That's what Ponce de Leon thought. Thanks for the call. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Hey, podcasters. FTL has a new advertiser with a somewhat unusual arrangement. They're paying us for people that Fill out their online form for inspections for their basements. You won't believe how affordable a dry, usable basement can be, and FTL gets 50 bucks for everyone that fills out the online form at basement.freetalklive.com. 500 bucks off, a lifetime warranty, and a free water watch alarm. Just go to basement.freetalklive.com, click on Free Inspection and Estimate in the upper right-hand corner, fill out the online form, earn FTL 50 bucks. This is Free Talk Live, the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And we're inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, 
dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. It's a vitamin and an antioxidant in chewable form. It contains goji, mangosteen, acai, and nani fruit. You don't need to take any other vitamin or antioxidant if you're taking Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. It's uh, made of the best stuff in the world. You can call for a free week at 800-219-8874. It's just a little uh, charge for shipping and handling. 1-800-219-8874. You get a free week to try it out and see if you like it. Choose for Health Superfruit Complex. We go right back to your phone calls about what you want. It's Charles listening to WSC in South Carolina. Charles, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, this is Charles Williams in Charleston, South Carolina. We believe you, Charles. I am What's a computer slash welder, and uh, I am very dedicated to my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a medical reason to smoke marijuana. Okay. When I was in high school back in 74, I caught uh, hepatitis, I don't know, C or D. Jeez. It really like, almost destroyed my liver. And these Army doctors told me after they had got me well to uh, eat a lot of oranges to enhance my appetite. But then they also said that, well, if that don't work, they kind of like winked at me. They told me to smoke marijuana <laughs> right now. If I don't smoke marijuana, and I haven't because I'm uh, getting ready to go to another job because uh, these uh, communists out at the shipyard, Denton Shipyard, Charleston, South Carolina, they had a surprise drug test uh, the second of this month, and about 60 subcontractors uh, had HTC in their system, and we all got fired. THC, yeah. Wow. 60 people, 60 right, of the subcontractors. 60 people, and then they brought in a bunch of foreigners who can't speak English, and they're paying them um, a third of what my company actually charges for our labor because we're professional, skilled labor, and you get what you pay for. They had a, a, a four-alarm fire back in uh, June where this person who couldn't understand English cut off into a fuel tank. You but think they would have figured that out, when huh? I'm on marijuana, right. I, I take more pride in my work, and I actually feel I'm doing a more better job, and I'm faster at it because we had two sections of steel that we had to put in, and there was three of us, and there was five of these other alcoholics over on the other side hmm. of this uh, Navy dry dock. And we finished putting our steel in in four hours, and these alcoholics over on the other side they hadn't even started dogging the plates in. and We had wow. finished our job in less than four hours, and we were walking around the shipyard pissing up a rope for like eight <laughs> hours because we had already done our job. Hey, great story. Thank you for sharing it tonight, and thanks for the call, Charles. 800-259-9231. I can't imagine what that euphemism means. You know, it's, it's funny, though. You know, it's an altered <laughs> yeah. state. When you get high from marijuana, when you're smoking cannabis or vaporizing it or consuming it, you can also cook it. You can uh, you can make can of butter. You can use butter and extract the uh, – You basically, you heat the marijuana. You kind of ch- chop it up and cr- crush it up and put it in the butter and you heat it up. And Over time, there's instructions on the Internet. You can go to arrowid.org and learn more about this stuff. But you know, if you don't want to smoke it, you can actually consume it through your stomach it'll certainly get you nice and high if you uh, if you do it that way because then you don't lose any of it by uh, by the smoking process by the incineration uh, process so what i'm trying to say here is that it's it's just a, another product that alters one's state and now in what way your state will be altered well we've talked about how it's not as much of a kind of dramatic alteration as is say drinking five shots of uh, whiskey 
It's not as dramatic. Uh, but you're you're not necessarily inebriated. You're not in uh, you're not in a state that means that you can't accomplish things. And I think that's one of the propaganda pieces that has been pretty effective. I mean, even in my own life, the first time I saw that uh, the government's propaganda was really just a bunch of nonsense about how they uh, try to pr- make marijuana consumers out to be a bunch of losers, shiftless losers that are just completely useless, jobless, and pathetic. Well, I remember when I was 17, I was working at uh, Clear Channel down in Sarasota, Florida. And my mentor there, and he is a great, great guy now working uh, down in Fort Myers, but my mentor there would blaze up. He'd smoke marijuana out back of the radio station after he was done with his air shift. I don't know if he did it beforehand or not, but he definitely did it after he was done with his air shift, and that was before he went into the production room. Now, Mark, you've been a salesman in radio for a long time. You know that the uh, production guy's got a pretty technical job. I mean, he's... Technical and very creative. He's in there, yeah, creative, right? And he's in there tweaking knobs and dials and uh, setting things and doing recording. And it's a very technical job. And you've got clients that are are calling on you to make sure you get them a a spot that sounds good. It's very important. They want their commercials to sound good. If you're spending thousands, more tens of thousands of dollars uh, a month on uh, radio advertising... You need a uh, commercial that sounds good and is motivating to people. I remember when I saw him going out back and getting high before he went into the production room, I was shocked because I thought, well, wait a minute. Cannabis is supposed to be uh, something that inhibits your ability to, uh, you know, to enjoy yourself or inhibits your ability to think. Uh, makes you stupid, right? Puts holes in your brain or whatever other nonsense that they claim. Makes you grow breasts if you're a man. Hair on your palms. I don't know what all the the, the false nonsensical uh, scare tactics are out there, but it's a scare tactic. Am I saying that that means that anybody who has any job will perform better with marijuana? No, but that was the experience of Charles, who just talked to us from uh, from South Carolina. There, that was his experience. And there are many others who, who absolutely swear by it. They say it helps them feel more creative. I'm not going to say they're wrong. 800-259-9231. We go to Don in North Carolina. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, bro. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, have I missed it or has anybody brought up the fact that we need to re-legalize marijuana? Uh, you know, I'm, it hasn't it hasn't been brought up this evening, and there have been a couple of opportunities where I could have like jumped in and stepped on somebody who was talking, but I really appreciate that you, you brought it up. The fact is, marijuana has been legal longer in the United States than it was illegal. Right. George Washington grew marijuana. So did Thomas Jefferson. Oh. Right, all of our forefathers. That was their, one of their major crops. I'm 59 years old. I have smoked marijuana. I have smoked cigarettes since I was 12. Mm. I cannot quit cigarettes. I'm very addictive. Cigarettes is the most addictive drug there is, mm-hmm. and it is a drug. You know. Well, uh, I think that if you tried some of the new modern, uh, you know, treatments for them, I think you'll probably have a better time than just trying to quit on your own. I have heart problems. I've got a heart defibrillator and all this mess, mm. diabetes. Plus, uh, I go to a pain clinic, and I cannot, you know, they they do the urine test every month and all that. But believe me, as soon as I leave, I burn me a couple. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, you sure been, you certainly do. Now, and, you said you're addicted uh, to cigarettes. Do you consider yourself addicted to marijuana? No. There's no such thing. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know of anybody, and believe me, and one, uh, you know, 
the biggest thing that I, that I want to say yes, sir, is quickly. government didn't realize how much money they could be making off the You know, it's, it's, it's true uh, what you're saying. They certainly could make a whole lot off of taxing it, but I don't ever advocate for that. I just want them to uh, make it uh, not a criminal act anymore and just put it into the marketplace and please don't tax it. I don't want to pay I don't want to pay the government uh, for what they've done to all these people over time. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features there free, including updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you're looking to remodel your bathroom or kitchen with new knobs and fixtures, you can go to innerknobs.com. They have uh, towel bars there and uh, all the knobs that you might uh, find at Home Depot or any of the specialty stores. But they have them at wholesale prices. So you can find the, the knobs that you want and then go find them at innerknobs.com and save a lot of money. If you use code FTL, you can save an additional 10%. That's FTLs in Free Talk Live. It's innerknobs.com. I used them. It's, the, the service is great and friendly. All right, we continue taking your phone calls to go to Cameron, listening in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, to WKBK. Cameron, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how's it going? What's Thanks your, for having me. No problem. What's on your mind um, today? Make sure you turn down your radio because we can hear it in the background. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry Excellent. about that. Go um, ahead, sir. I just, you know, I think why shouldn't the government tax the marijuana because that would help us with the financial crisis, you know, that we're having. Would it help us with the financial crisis? Right, the government, the government has all the money in the world, and they still have a financial crisis. Yeah. Like, I they're mean, bad at this. It's just another excuse for everybody. You know, what's, what's I don't know. Excuse? The government, it's a messed up thing. Yeah, the but government today, is messed up. So how about this? Instead of taxing people, how about we all just keep the money that we earn, and we spend it, save it, and give it away in the way we think is best? Exactly. We could do that, too. And if we... Just legalize marijuana, I think the world would be a happier place. I would totally agree with you there. Any other thoughts for us tonight, Cameron? Um, no, I just want to thank Rich, though, for what he's been doing in Keene, holding the rally every day, 420. It's been amazing here. There's no doubt about it, and it continues on. Uh, for our listeners that don't know what you're talking about, we started the show out with Rich Paul. He's one of the Free State Project members who's moved here in order to get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And liberty's more than just about cannabis, but this is certainly a great issue to bring people into the movement with. Thank you, Cameron, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. It's a great issue to bring people in with because, Mark, as you pointed out, there are a lot of people that have, uh, have done this. I mean, in fact, the statistics show that one out of three Amer- American adults admit to have smoked marijuana at some point in their lives. One That's out the of two. Admit. What fifty percent parents uh, of parents in America admit to smoking marijuana at some point in their life? So it's it's the number one cash crop, I think, in a, in a lot of states. I don't know if it's nationwide, but it's certainly. Oh, I've heard that it's the number one cash crop in the world. I believe that would be that would be the case, and of course that would only be that's only true because it's prohibited. It wouldn't be as valuable if it weren't prohibited, and of course that's what happens when you prohibit things. They go underground, and oh yeah, you have to pay. It's just the a weed. Nose. It's easy to, easy as heck to grow. Yeah. there's no reason in the world that it should be the crop that the most money is spent on on the planet. Because there's no good reason for it, but, well, you know, that's the way it goes. All right, we continue with Ed. Listening in Milwaukee, you're on Free Talk Live. Ed. Ed? Good evening, sir. You are on the air. Ed? Hello, this is Brandon. Brandon, calling from... It's Ed now, Brandon. <laughs> Milwaukee. Hey, Brandon. Brandon, what's on your mind? You know, money, money does grow on trees. I saw that when I was a kid, you know. I was like, 
people would tell me that, and I thought it was funny. I was like, you know, money grows on trees. Y'all tell me it doesn't, but, you know, cash crop. Anyways, I think that's not going to happen uh, for legalization unless we can get enough people with enough power that can overdo the uh, pharmaceutical companies that have a lot of, um, I guess, interest in it not becoming legal. Oh, it would take a place of a lot of these drugs that they're pushing off on people with all these wild side effects, you know, so it's kind of like a repetitious circle that they run themselves in. It is a government by the lo- it is a government by the lobbyists for the lobbyists. I tend to agree yeah. with with what you're saying. In fact, it, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier about how the political process is so very difficult. It's designed to be difficult to change. It is uh, it's nearly impossible to get things done as far as changing it from within the system. But if you were to get enough people together, as we're starting to see happen here in Keene, New Hampshire, and hopefully soon in Manchester, and maybe maybe in your area. It depends on if uh, people pick up the ball and run with it. But if enough people are willing to be if you're willing to accept the cage, if you're willing to, uh, to to come to the conclusion that if you're going to stand up for freedom, that there's a good chance that they may lock you in a, in a uh, jail cell, as long as you're willing to, to take that step, then a whole host of options opens up. If you have several people that are willing to go to jail in order to be free in this particular area and in others, then it completely changes the, uh, the game. Because if you have enough people that are parta- uh, partaking in marijuana, for instance, as we have, uh, we had about 100 people today gathered in the park. I'm not saying they were all smoking, but there was a good amount of them that were. Uh, if you've got enough people that are engaging in that civil disobedience and they're not going to cooperate, so for instance, if they were to be arrested and you were to arrest 25 people for smoking marijuana and all 25 of them were to, were to essentially say they were not guilty, go to trial, tie up the court system, that costs them thousands of dollars. Uh, then when the judge hits you with a fine, you tell them you're not going to pay it, they put you in a jail cell, then they have to pay you know 80 bucks a day to keep you in that jail cell. You've got that across 25 different people or 200 people or however many people you can get on board, you've broken the system at that point. They don't have the kind of finances uh, at the state level, at least. The feds can print the money out, but the states can't. So the states don't have the kind of financing to put that many people in jail all at once. So that's why I think that uh, a process of civil disobedience is very, very important in non-cooperation because the system just isn't designed for it. The system is designed for people who are going to go along to get along, for people that just want to shove it under the rug and move on with their lives. But if you're willing to go to jail, if you're willing to pay that price, and there are more people who are also similarly willing, you have so much more influence and ability to change things than, uh, than I think you realize. Yeah, well, I think, though, the people that do smoke pot are a little bit more easygoing. And, you know, if you look at a lot of these protesters that are protesting more uh, aggressively, they still can't really get a lot of change going on just by acting out. They get painted in a bad light or somehow they put a negative spin on it so that it never seems to have the impact that you want it to. Well, I see where you're coming from, and when you're talking about protesters, I would agree with you. A bunch of people yelling and chanting and screaming, uh, you know, out in front of whatever the heck it is they're protesting, I agree with you, isn't generally going to do very much. I mean, for instance, look at the little tea party thing they had in D.C. They were bra- bragging about all the people that they had down there, but what are the politicians going to do? They're not going to change their behavior. They're not going to change anything there. I think but, people need to get out and, and have their voices heard, but I do agree that if it's done in a uh, a more civil manner that they'll they'll have some more luck. I understand the anger that many people feel, um, but... Oh, yeah. I gave I offered uh, Lieutenant Shane Maxfield a hug today. I mean, we've got the Very Keene Police. We've got the Keene Police hugging squad here in uh, in Keene. So we're definitely not coming at it from an angry uh, protest kind of uh, from a perspective like like you're talking about there. Because like, I well, completely I agree with you. Like 
I wouldn't say like a like a protest necessarily. It's just that to, to make a necessary change, you really have to make some sort of an impact, and it really has to do, I guess, a lot with the how the local police departments, you know, pursue that type of angle. That's Where true, and up, they can choose to not do it. They can choose to ignore cannabis smokers, and I don't care if they change the law or not. If they start ignoring people uh, that are consuming cannabis, then that's that's a win, don't you think? Yeah, well, I suppose so. I guess another benefit of having it illegal is that the price has been relatively uh, unchanged in the past decade or so. There's very little things we can say that, you know, well, otherwise that's, from that. I don't know about that because you, what you're not factoring in is the fact that because it's illegal, it's a, probably about 1,700 to 5,000% more expensive than it should be. You know, no it's doubt. just it's just a weed. So what happens no is when you've got the growers, for instance, uh, wherever they are, a lot of some of them are in Mexico. You got a grower in Mexico. He's selling a pa- several hundred pounds or thousands of pounds to his distributors. They're paying, you know, a pretty low price for it. And then every single uh, hand that it passes through, probably marking it up fifty bucks to a hundred bucks a pound before it finally hits the street level, where it's up to, depending on the quality level, it's up to anywhere from eight hundred dollars to five thousand dollars per pound. I mean, if you go down to your your local grocery store and go to the bagged salad section, you can find a bag of salad that's more than 16 ounces for about three bucks. So, you know, there's a there's a big uh, price disparity that's brought in because it's a black market product. But I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Frank listening in Canton, Ohio to WCER. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Free Talkers. Hey there. What's on your mind? Hey, uh... Been an old timer and, and grown up in the hippie generation, you know what you're taking on is the entire matrix control grid. See that pumps so much money and fines uh, into the uh, judiciary system and, and the local and federal government uh, judiciary. It sure does, and they're not going to go away easily. There's no doubt about it. I'm under no illusions that this will be a uh, an easy process, but it yeah, sure it is fun. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it because I don't feel like I'm fighting anymore, Mark. I feel like I'm having a good time, and they're trying to fight us, but we're just living free. I don't fight. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. The 20 franc has been made and trusted worldwide. They're about a fifth of an ounce of gold, easily carried on your person in case of emergencies, untracked by the government, of a size that one can do business with. Who would turn down a 100-year-old gold coin? Get them for $233 a piece. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com. Live. You can bring up what you want. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. They're free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, all free for you, including the webcam as well. And also, we just added the brand new Free Talk Live listen line, so you can listen on any telephone, anywhere, your cell phone, your landline phone, as long as you've got long-distance service, whatever it is you pay for long-distance, you'll be able to use the listen lines. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get all of those options, listen.freetalklive.com. 
Perhaps you may own or know somebody who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of collecting on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations. SACL CAI liberates businesses from inefficiencies and the vexing tax task of collections. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, we're continuing here. Uh, I believe this is a lady. Christy, you're in Manchester, and you're listening to WGIR. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just, you know, happened to come upon this station by chance tonight, and um, I think you guys should be encouraging people to drop the drugs, drop the alcohol, um, and live a straight life. Why? That's freedom. That is freedom. How how can you say? (laughs) I mean, maybe it's freedom for you, but what if I enjoy altering my consciousness? Well, I think it's sad. Why? Um, It's a sad existence. Um, when people have to be addicted to drugs and alcohol. Oh, oh I'm now, not addicted. Now, now you're assuming addiction. Um, Christy, throughout man's history, <laughs> people have... It's an awful, it's an awful, awful thing. It's, what is? It's just Which one? Terrible. Are we talking altering about, are we talking about apart, caffeine? Or? It breaks apart families. Altering, altering are, are we talking about caffeine here? Or are we talking about coffee? Are we talking about cigarettes? Are we talking <laughs> about alcohol? I'm not sure which one we're talking about. We're All talking about alcohol. We're talking about marijuana. We're talking about drug use in general. What about caffeine? Are we talking about caffeine? Christy, just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Are we talking about caffeine as well? I'm talking about something that what you just said is mind-altering. Oh, caffeine certainly is mind-altering. If you have a chocolate candy bar and there's caffeine in it, it doesn't get you high. Oh, you know well, wait is. a minute. Christy, I have a, I have a, um, a basically, a, a, I'm sensitive to, to caffeine, and I can tell you, two Diet Cokes will make me a very angry, angry man. Well, my, my don't wife do makes, it. Right. I'm tell, that's <laughs> what I'm telling you. Don't do it, Christy, but it's, if, a if you, it's a sad and miserable existence, and you guys should be encouraging people to Mark? have a free, be free in their mind, and to be free is to be clear-headed. I am. I, um, I, know I, I do encourage I do. people. Somebody gets down and smokes a joint and gets high. They sit on the couch and they turn into a blob. Yeah, well, you, I, I don't need to know much great. about people that smoke pot, Christy. Right. Yeah, Christy. Um, I, I am. You know, they the, procrastinate. That's what you guys were talking about the, on your show so tonight. Cliche. About okay, then, okay. It. Then, Christy. Then what I can say then is the people that don't smoke pot make uh, uh, you know sweeping generalizations because you just did and you don't smoke pot. So. Um, um, the fact is, you know, <laughs> people that smoke marijuana come from all stripes. The, the, they're from the highest uh, levels of education and government down to the lowest of, uh, you know, prisoners and, and all well, in between. And it's the same people that have a glass of wine, and it goes all the way down to the bum, you know, that's homeless sure. because of alcohol took him over. Sure. They should all be encouraged to not have to do that. Right. I, I, mean, I, I, I encourage that. But Christy, free in their mind is to be free of substance abuse. Christy. The fact is, I'm everybody. That's my personal opinion, guys. I, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I like Mark everybody to make does a point that here. stuff. Mark, go ahead with your point. <laughs> everybody does that stuff. Everybody uses substances. It seems like the vast majority of hus- humans use some kind of substance throughout their day or week. Not Christy. She doesn't. Well, what she... a sad, sad state of Do you have a cup of coffee in the morning, Christy? And at this time in our history, if that's we've the case, always done it. Christy, it's been I done throughout know. humans. People, well, how okay. many people do you know, Christy, that can't get up in the, uh, that, that don't get, uh, you know, in the morning? They can't do, they can't function without a cup of coffee. Well, you have to have a bread, you know, piece of bread to live. 
to survive. You're not need talking coffee. about food. You food. don't need coffee you to survive. You can have a glass of water instead of no, coffee. you don't have to have, you're right, you don't have to have coffee. You can have decaffeinated if it really And it's a miserable you, existence you know, to have that cup of coffee. If it's mind-altering to you, Diet Coke is mind-altering, then don't have the Diet Coke. No, I, I'll, I'll have the Diet Coke when I please. Thank you very much, Christy. Um, but it's, is it a sad, miserable existence that the person has a cup of well, coffee in the morning? that's my point. Wait, this Chris- isn't Amsterdam. Christy. It's not Amsterdam. It's the United States of America. Whatever that means. That's just another arbitrary line on a map it's, somewhere. Christy, look. No, question for you. Since you, you know, I want to talk to you about be, this. We should have be a free nation Christy. and not be a bunch of drug addicts. Okay, so great. I see, where you're, I see where you're coming from. You believe you're better than somebody who alters no, their consciousness. No, I don't. I think it's sad, and I want to encourage people to stay off the drugs. So I've because you believe life is better, you believe, Christy, slow down for dude, a moment here. Dude, I've known too many people that have died because of drugs. One small drug leads too to many. a harder drug and to a harder and to a harder one. I don't know anyone. Christy, Christy I know five times as many people die from uh, uh, prescribed prescription drugs in the United States than die from overdoses of illegal drugs. Don't terrible. give me that bull crap about drugs are drugs. terrible. The prescription drugs the, are terrible. They're uh, awful. Fine. I'm, like, fine and dandy, Christy. Natural stuff. How many people do you want to put in prison for using them? That's my question. I think it's terrible that they go to prison. I think personally, I think they should have to pay a fine for that kind of a thing if they're going to get in trouble. I don't Who the hell are you to tell to somebody they have to pay down. a fine? Calm down, Mark. Calm Who down. are you, Christy? Christy, I think you should. Christy, I think you should have to pay a fine. Christy, can we have a conversation? Christy, a violent crime. Can we have a conversation, Christy? I think that sweeping. Trying to tell you, I don't think you haven't stopped right now. Yes, you have, Christy. If I don't want to pay your fine, where the heck do I go? Well, my point is... Oh. Your point is, Christy, I want a fine for sweeping guys, generalizations. Down the highway. Can we drive down the highway 100 I want a fine for hour. people that don't don't engage in conversations with other people. Christy, when, have we have that a, too? when we have a conversation, uh, it requires going a little back and forth here. Now, I want to talk, touch on something. Mark, I just want you to stand back for a moment here and calm down. Christy, you said that you said that you believe that uh, that using some sort of drug to alter one's co- state of consciousness is sad. You think it's a sad state of existence. So I have yes. to I have to ask when the uh, when a deer approaches a marijuana plant in the woods and uh, nibbles off one of the buds, is that sad? Is that deer living a sad state of existence? I have no idea. I've never heard of an animal um, eating something that but would Christy, make Christy, that's because you, know, you have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know yes, one I thing do. about <laughs> cannabis. You don't know anything about it. I understand that you want to partake of that drug. Oh, I, I do. Trust but me. I, listen, I understand that you should have the right to do that oh, thank you. where it's legal. Where is oh, legal? Oh, Christy, those politicians don't own you. Let me, let me have a turn. The local law says I can go 65 miles an hour on the highway. If I choose to go 120 and they pull me over and there's consequences, well, that's the land I live in. So if I go to another country where it's the speed limit is where, where, however fast they want to go, okay, then I understand I can go that fast. But I live here, so I, you know, I got to obey the laws. But my point is that I don't think somebody should have to be behind bars because of drug use. Great. Well, I'm sorry. You're wrong. That's the law, Christy. So you better leave the country. I know. I think that's a sad law. I think that should be changed. You don't get to think think like that. That's not the law. Christy, uh, you know what? Uh, What you need to understand 
is that since the beginning of time, human beings and other animals have been altering their state of consciousness. Believe it or not, it's not just a human being thing. Robins eat elderberries in the in the uh, fall and get drunk on them. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is a, a common thing amongst the various different creatures <laughs> of this know. earth. And I, I know I it's easy to to feel We're superior. Telling you, Christy. It's easier to you know to, to feel, feel superior, superior about this. I'm just trying to tell you. Well, I've had people close to me die because of uh, drug use. That's nice, Christy. How many of them died because of cannabis it's use? Not, it's not nice. It's a very sad. How sad many of them died happened. because of cannabis use? Ever heard of anybody dying from pot, Christy? <laughs> I've heard of people doing some really terrible things. Like what? Um, like what? Because of pot. Go ahead. So, give me one of them. You know. Uh, give me one. one drug leads to another. Christy, give me uh, one example. It's the gateway so example. That. Christy, the, uh, the the government's own Institute of Medicine study from around the year 2000 found conclusively that it is not a gateway drug in point of fact. But uh, nonetheless, give me one example of but this awful thing. But sweeping generalizations are still legal. Wait, wait, Christy, I want a concrete example. Christy, of the co- of, you, you made the claim, not. Christy, you made the claim that uh, you've, you've heard of all these horrible things that people did uh, because of cannabis. Go ahead and give me one of them. Well, I want to ask you, is it addictive or not? No. No. That is a lie. All you the science proves otherwise. It. Sorry. Okay, I mean, you can say what you want on the radio. It's you, still a free country, but all the sun, so science says otherwise. to make it legal because you know it's addictive. <laughs> Christy, you're wrong. So, so are Sorry. you going to say, I'm, Christy, wrong. you're telling me I'm a liar? You're saying I'm lying to you when I tell you that I quit smoking marijuana for a full year and had no problem whatsoever? But you came back to it. Because it's great. I enjoy my life when I have marijuana. It feels nice to uh, to get high. It okay. feels good. It's something I enjoy doing. And for me, yeah. marijuana has been a critical uh, component of my life. It's You talk about having an open mind and being free. I am free and I have an open mind today, I believe, because I started smoking cannabis when I was 16 years old. It helped me realize that I've been lied to by the government and that maybe everything wasn't quite as it seemed. Thanks for the call and the discussion tonight. I appreciate it. And go actually try to meet somebody that's uh, that's a regular cannabis user. Perhaps look up the science on this stuff that uh, yeah. you want to find people for using. Instead of just spouting off a bunch of nonsense. As though that they're not going to go to jail for not paying that fine. See you Monday night, freetalklive.com. Hello, Free Talk Live podcast subscribers. This is novelist Spencer Baum here to tell you about my new book, The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. It's a fantasy novel in the tradition of the boy wizards and vampires that have been so popular lately, but written from the perspective of a libertarian like you. My novel has all the monsters, magic, hair-raising adventures, and teen angst you've come to know and love, but unlike those other books, you'll find no glorification of life in the government schools in this story. My main character doesn't truly start learning until he ditches class and connects with some libertarian homeschoolers, and he can't go about saving the world until he sees that the conformist worldview of the modern American fails to see the truth. But don't take my word for it. Listen for yourself, for free. Open up iTunes and search for The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. I've released the first six chapters as a free podcast. Give it a listen. It's free. That's The Demon Queen and the Locksmith. I hope you enjoy.